economy would look a lot different if everybody saved the way you and I do, you know, and it's just I it's it's really frustrating to watch a show like uh like Caleb Hammer and see people who are struggling and just like have no discipline. They don't even know what they're how much money they make in a month. Like they don't even know that information. And that that is insane to me. I, I don't understand how you can live your life. You don't know what your expenses are, you don't know how much money you make. Like, you know <sighs> well, bro, it's just not even before that show. Um, I'll even say like when I met Deanna and I started getting really serious, I started really, it's not, it was, it was more so for me. It was not about me anymore. It's about us. Mm-hmm. And if I die, I want her to be able to take care of the house. I want her to be able to take care of the cars. I want her to be able to, you know, she can sell some stuff off that she doesn't need and everything. Like I have my guns in the trust. Right. So yeah. like if, if, if I die, the guns go to her or they go to one of my best friends or whatever the mm-hmm. case, cause I know she doesn't want to have them. So it's like, I, I've, I've been just thinking about all this shit or whatever. Um, and yeah, like that show too on YouTube, yeah. I, 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 I watched them and like one lady was spending like, she, like she, she just assumed that she was going to be making 40 grand a year or 40 grand a month and started spending like that. And I'm just like, what is going through people's minds? Yeah. And I, the one that really floored me, it wasn't really a, a, a show or anything like that. It was, a tweet or something like that i saw years ago a couple of years ago um and it's like people who make more money than me right mm-hmm. and i i feel like even if i was making like 150 grand a year or something or 200 grand a year i would not buy a car that's like 750 dollars worth of like a car pay, a house payment in my or a, a rental payment like some people are paying up to a thousand dollars or even more in just car in car payments, bro. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's fucking insane to me. Like, I can understand two or 300, maybe even 400. I'll even say a stretch of 500. That's too much for me. But like, well, a thousand. Now, I don't know. I don't yeah, know now, like now. Yeah, yeah, now it's crazy. Like, I, I yeah. feel like that's the standard. But like, um, yeah, a thousand dollars, even for today, right? Even a thousand dollars a day for a car payment is insane. And I don't understand why people will pay that much for a car. Like, that- I hate car payments, dude. Like it's one of the worst. It's one of the most annoying expenses in mo- in the modern day. Like I I hate having a car payment. And and right now, currently, uh, you know, my wife and I don't have car payments at all for either Same. of our cars. But we're <laughs> but we're like you know her car is pretty old, so we're kind of getting close to where she's needing a new car in the next couple of years, probably. Like we had a big expense last last month. Um, we probably we had to spend like twenty five hundred, I think, to repair something on our car. Yeah. Um, but we're hoping that it, you know it'll last a couple more years and we can um save up and get her something um at that point but like we uh, like that's the thing like i hate i hate a car payment to the point that like i would love to pay for cars cash for the most part but um i've actually been thinking about that lately is that even the correct call now a days because um the interest like i'm thinking about my my car for instance like i bought my fusion in uh 2016 and um i pay i was paying 402 um every two weeks not every month every or sorry every every uh four weeks rather not every yeah. month there's a key difference there uh because um when you're paying every four weeks there's an extra pay period every year there's a 13 mm, pay yeah, period yeah. when you do it that way um, so that allowed me to shave a few months off the end of the the thing. It was a sixty month um, uh, finance term, um, and we ended up paying the car off in like fifty two or fifty four months or something like that. 
okay. um, something along those lines, like almost shaved an entire year off the, um, the, 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 the term of the loan. But um, dude, like the interest rate I got for it at the time, I remember like, and, and thinking about this now with where interest rates are, like, this is crazy. Like, you know, my credit score is good. Um, but at that time it was also very good. And um, it was like 2.2%, I think was my interest yeah. rate, which dude on a car loan is fucking nothing. Like it's basically like, you're going to pay like maybe a thousand dollars over the course of the, the six to five years of, of payments. You're going to maybe pay a thousand dollars in interest, which is not a lot of money over that period of time to the point that um, like if you were going to pay cash, that doesn't make sense. You should have just paid the extra thousand over the course of the five years and taken that money and done something else with it. Like you can invest it and get a rate of return of like, you know, five or 10%. And that's yeah. going to over overtake that interest rate. It's like, so that's the kind of stuff I'm starting to think about now where it's like, you know, you, you have to think about it in those ways. Like what is the smarter decision? If you have a 10% interest rate, you know, on, on your car, then maybe it would make more sense to, to pay the cash. But um, you know, it's like, that so that that's kind of where the realm of 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 finances is kind of getting for me but i'm like most people don't live in that world like their credit scores are horrible and they're they're lucky to get a 10 percent interest rate on something like a car which oh is fucking god. crazy to me oh like it is an insane and i, interest and I rate think that's why i think that's why car insurance or car rates that i hear about are so large but then i look at my credit score my credit score is really good and it's like yeah I mean, I can get it even like even on my like credit karma app. They're like, "Oh my god, you can get this car right now, Montreal!" Yeah. And I'm like, "I oh, don't yeah. want that." Dude, they, <laughs> love, they love us, dude. They love us. I get offers for personal loans for all sorts of shit all the fucking time, all the time. You know, it's so funny that they do that because like we're not the type of people who ever would actually act on that stuff. You exactly. Know? It's like so you're you're just you're barking up the wrong tree, man. Like I'm not. I'm not the type of person who's going to take out a personal loan for what? What? What am I doing? Why am I taking yeah, out a personal? Why am loan? I taking like, out a personal loan? Like I, I don't need it. Like, yeah. like I'll, I'll go on my credit card, uh, credit card app, and it's like, oh, you got approved for a thirty thousand dollar personal loan. I'm like, bro, I don't want that. Oh, you got approved for three new credit cards. I'm like, I don't want that. Look mm -hmm. at the limit on these. It's like I don't want it. I just don't want it. Yeah. I just want to check my credit every right. once in a while. Leave me a fucking loan. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I had yeah, to man. uninstall the app because the app was like getting really bad it was really getting on my nerves yeah. um but i don't know i, I think it's a i mean I, you know I'm, I'm blessed that my dad taught me how to do stuff in a whatever mm -hmm. the case may be but mm -hmm. yeah like yeah, I i'm actually out. so that's the funny part with me my dad didn't teach me shit my dad was horrible with finances <laughs> i came to learn after he passed away um and uh like he was taking extra he he took two mortgages out of the house like se he took a second mortgage and a third mortgage out of the house um at different points in our lives and i didn't know that until he passed away and i like you know got all his financial information basically for for my mom and uh dude like i was so fucking upset because you know he bought a house in 1996 that was uh i think it was 125,000 was what it was worth at that point and this was a piece of shit house, by the way, like it was completely run down. There were holes in the floor, holes in the walls. Like it was, it was a horrible, it was a horrible condition, but you know, relatively good price though, you know, at the time, obviously in, in, in uh, suburban Massachusetts around Boston and uh, dude, like when he passed away in 2019, so 23 years later, they owed 
$325,000 on the house. And I, I could not for the life of me understand how, what the hell happened, dude. Like how, how do you owe almost three times more than the house was worth in 1996 when you bought it? And it just like, it drove me wild. So that was like such a fucking eye opening moment for me that I, 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 I had already been pretty deep into personal finance at that point, like understanding, you know, how, how, to, how to, you know, have a positive balance every month. Don't use your credit cards irresponsibly. Um, the stuff with cars and everything, all that stuff. I kind of understood that, but that was like, that was like a kind of an awakening moment. Like almost like an, like a epiphany for me was like, Oh my God, like this gets a lot deeper if you really want to get deeper into it. And yeah. you don't want to do shit like that, you know? And, and that, that was kind of a moment for me where I really um, started to go out of my way to like learn a lot more about personal finance and how to build wealth and like actually use your money in a smart way. Like, no, you know, not just sitting on it, you know, that kind of thing. And um, it's like, I want to be in a much different position than my parents were in. <laughs> um, and I want to make sure with my kids, whenever we have kids that I teach them the same thing. Um, that I was not taught. I was not taught these things. I am totally self-taught on this stuff for the most part. And, um, you know, it's not hard to do. It's all, the information is all out there. You can go find it. There's plenty of ways to do it. And honestly, right now it's better than it's ever been. YouTube has become an excellent place to learn about personal finance. There are tons of channels out there. We already mentioned one, uh, cable Caleb hammer, but there's way more than him, um, out there. If you want to learn about personal finance, like, um, it's just it, that, that, but to get back to the point at the beginning of the episode that I was making, like if people took it like this seriously and everybody had this level of education, our economy and our country would look a lot different than it does today because <laughs> companies would struggle to make money off of us because we would be so fucking financially responsible that we don't spend money frivolously um, what we live in today to me though, is where most people are not educated on personal finance and they spend frivolously, they buy shit they don't need. They, they eat into the marketing of these companies and shit like that. And it's just creates this economy where all the money comes from the bottom. Like all the money is coming from us here at the bottom. We spend it all, you know, and it, and it gets sucked into these companies and then it gets dispersed into these, this very small group of people who are the CEOs, the founders of these companies, the Jeff Bezoses, the fucking Elon Musks, you know, those guys. Um, and that's why they have $200 billion. And, you know, the wealth, the wealth gap between the wealthiest 1% and the rest of us has never been larger than it is today. That's why it's like, <laughs> and it frustrates me to no end. It's just, I don't know how to fix it. Um, really the only way is for, for people to get educated, you know, and it's like our, our education system is not doing it and it never has, and it probably never will, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so sorry. I didn't, you know, we got a rant about finance. <laughs> this is a video game podcast, but, uh, but Charles, is there anything else you want to say about, uh, finances? Uh, <clears throat> no, not really. I just, want people to be conscious of it and i know it's very 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 hard especially if you're uh barely scraping by but man if you can even if you can only save up fifty dollars a month or fifty dollars a week or something like that mm -hmm. trust me <laughs> like if you save that fifty dollars at the end of the year you might have like maybe three or four thousand or not three or four thousand dollars but like you may have yeah you may have three or four thousand dollars that you can actually it like adds spend. Up. yeah it adds and, up it seems and, small in the moment but Dude, like it adds up, 
you know? Yeah, you know, and you can do something with that money. You can use that to further, you know, put yourself up. And I know it seems stupid, like, oh, I can only save, you know, know, $50 or whatever. And I'm like, just save it. Like, just save it. I have it as a rainy day fund or whatever the case may be. That's 400. If you save $50 a week, that's like $200 a month, uh, 200 times 12. What is that? Uh, 2400 2400 a year. And you that's have $2,400 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. $2, a year that you can save up and use as a rainy day fund or something of that nature. And then you multiply that by a couple of years and then, you know, you, you can have a decent amount of like personal savings or whatever the case. And you and I think the worst thing to do is compare your situation as far as financing goes to somebody else's situation. Um, right. You can talk finances with other people who are like a lot richer than you yes which is what i do but um don't compare your situation to theirs like just take the the knowledge they're getting you and uh, somehow apply it maybe they can put a boy 500 a week and you can only put down 50 dollars a week that's that's totally doable or that's totally okay yep. or maybe but you eventually put you're down... fi- but eventually your 50 may turn into 500 a week you know exactly like, exactly yeah yeah so i don't know that, but, that's my advice for people yeah. uh like you don't need the latest and greatest console and everything like that. I know I'll be joking on Twitter, like the PS pours or whatever, but like at the end of the day, it's a fucking joke. I don't, I don't, yeah. you know, I yeah. understand and everything like that. Like I'm not getting Final Fantasy this week because I don't, <laughs> I don't really need to. And I, I, I have other stuff on my plate, but it's like, I can get that next week. Only thing I can have to do is avoid spoilers. And that's pretty easy for me to do. So yeah, I, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's my take. Yeah, and I, you know, it's um, I don't know. It just it it takes effort, right? Like you, you have to be disciplined, and you have to commit to that discipline. It's the same same way as you, you know, if you're if you're somebody who's super fit but you're bad with money, like that almost makes no sense to me. Like I don't understand, you know, because to me, it like to be disciplined with finance is so much easier to me than it is to be fit, you know, like and to eat eat well, like that. Like to me, that takes a lot more effort to me than 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 being smart with money but you know i guess everybody's different though you know your brain might work in a different way um but but yeah no but i will say putting the effort in is worth it it is worth it it pays dividends so um literally eventually um all right montreal um enough about finances let's get into what we're uh what we're here for video games um <laughs> all right everybody so uh, welcome to the players take this is episode 261 i'm your host justin duty simone joined as always by my co-host montreal rice uh this is for those of you who haven't listened before this is our weekly show where we talk about video games video game news and other topics pertaining to video games we post at 6 a.m central time on fridays on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher your favorite podcast app of choice. And if you'd like to send us some questions, you can do so on Twitter at the players take, or you can send us an email to players take zero one at gmail.com. All right, Montreal, let's get into it. Um, so how are you doing this week, man? How's life? How's everything going? Uh, <laughs> this week has been pretty crazy for me. Um, mm-hmm. had a situation at a job site today. Uh, well, oh, yeah. so I do want to mention something. Uh, I don't know if you have this issue since you're a manager now, but like mm-hmm. I had the biggest issue of like, I don't really sound, I don't want to sound like a soy boy. Right. But like, <laughs> like at work, I don't, I don't have this issue with like my personal life, but like at work, 
I try to be nice to people. So yeah. it comes off as I'm not assertive enough, right? Um, so I've been a little bit more assertive start as far as like work and everything. Like I've been telling some of my coworkers, like, hey, you gotta step up in this department, bro. I can't keep doing this and that and the third. And I've learned to really like, you know, I like I like doing the sandwich method, but like now I just I'm just doing straight meat and potatoes now. <laughs> um Yeah. Like so I had a situation today where I on the ninth of this month I put in I scheduled for a printer move and they I don't know if they changed the process or whatever but they they were emailing me and I'm also dealing with like five other projects not even joking like five other projects with five different things going on so I'm constantly emailing people and I'm doing help desk and I'm doing like I'm on job doing networking configuring and everything of that nature so I'm doing all this stuff this month and I I approve this this one move. Like I swear to God, I sent the email back like three times saying like yes, yes, I approve. Here's a question. She sent me a questionnaire. I asked answer the questionnaire about you know this description of the job and all of the. I've never had to do this by the way. Like all I've had to do is like I need to move this from one place to the other. Yeah. I give her the thing and then she says, "Would you? Uh, does it have stairs and blah blah blah?" And I'm like, "No or yes," and that's it. So I did all this stuff. And then I didn't see, I was checking today. I was like, oh, okay, I got to do the move today. I don't know if the move is today or tomorrow because it's going to be a two-day move or whatever for the job site. So mm-hmm. I check and I discovered that I didn't approve the move at all. And I'm yeah. like, I've been going back and forth with this lady for a week yeah. and we didn't get anything done. Like, that's insane to me. So I sent a strongly worded email and I said, hey, I know it's not your fault, blah, 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 blah. I don't think this process is, you know, viable. It's unsustainable for us as a client. And what what can we do to make this process better? Since I've been a long time client, I've Go. never had an issue. You throw yeah, the we like, in there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I never had an issue with you guys at all. Yeah. But this new process and blah 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 blah. So yeah, they they responded back to me. The manager got on and on the email chain and he's like okay we'll get somebody out there today at 1 30 because they're supposed to come out there at 10 but there's like get somebody out there at 1 30 so i was feeling good and then they get out there and the printer oh, no. break and they drop the printer like oh, from my. like from the top of some stairs oh my god and i felt so bad because i felt like they did all this and they were like rushing to do it to get to my you know and i'm like man the one time i'm like super assertive a fucking printer break <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still their fault, though. Yeah, it is their fault. It's their fault. One hundred percent. You know, Uh, it definitely should have been a two man job, though. One hundred percent should have been a two man job. They had one guy doing it. No, one guy. No, one guy, man. And you know how big those data max printers are, bro. No fuck any printer, dude. Any fucking (laughs) printer that's not like a consumer printer. Should not be fucking handled by one per. Are you fucking kidding me? Like going down some stairs? Yeah, man. And he, he dropped it, fuck? unfortunately. Oh. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're reimbursing, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I, I'm getting another printer tomorrow. Like it's going to okay. be there tomorrow. But okay. like it was, it was just this week. And I was like the only person in both offices, actually, um, because we had a job site. That they required two people, and then another one of our guys were out on maternity leave. So I was yeah. just, I was the guy for the entire week handling like everything. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty stressful. And I was just like, 
I am over this week and I have to study for a final next week. So I'm just like, I'm over this week. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been dealing with, man. Like it's been a, it's been a rough week. <sighs> well, it sounds like we've both been having a bad, bad time. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, my, uh, my fucking company, uh, we did it again. We, oh, uh, no. we did layoffs oh, again. Brother. And, uh, you know, as you know, I think I talked about this last time. I'm the, I'm the guy who, you know, I, I get all the equipment and I gotta, I gotta process it, make sure we got the right shit. I'm, I'm, you know, terminating accounts and all that shit. And, and it's just, it's, it's not been a fun week. And, and I actually need to go into the office tomorrow to do the, um, do the rest of it. Um, people are actually bringing their stuff tomorrow. It's just, it's not a, it's just not been a fun, not been a fun time. And, uh, one of the people that got let go was on in my department and um oh, man. they gave me his team to manage so i'm now managing three teams <laughs> dude are um, you serious so when things turn around montrell you know i'm gonna be talking to my boss hey buddy uh it's been a while since i got a promotion let's <laughs> talk because uh yeah no it's um you know it's only a two-person team but you know it's an, it's a whole new vertical that i'm dealing with I'm, I'm i'm gonna be managing our asset management team you know and uh, I mean, you know, you know what that entails. So, um, like, I, so basically, I have I have desktop support, I have asset management, and I'm and I'm also managing uh, technically two separate teams, but they're kind of combined into one. Um, they're like uh, inf- frontline infrastructure support. Um, it's a third, you know, it's a third party offsite contractor team. But I mean, I still manage that team, and and I'm responsible for the work they do. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm managing like multiple levels of support and, you know, the fucking asset team now. And it's like, I got to deal with like software renewals and shit and, and all of our, you know, equipment ordering and stuff. And it's like, that's all going to be on my plate now. And it's like, oh man. So, so yeah, no, they've, I mean, they've given me future leverage. So that's the way I look at it. (laughs) You know, it's, 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 it's whatever it is, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do at my job, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, definitely been a stressful week for sure for me. So, um, so yeah, I've been, I've been gaming a lot actually to, to kind of release the stress and, and I'll get into that here in a bit when we talk about what we've been playing, but, um, but yeah, it sounds like we're both having fun Montreal. So, um, all right, well, uh, let's get into, let's actually get into it then. Let's get into what we've been playing this week. Um, Montreal, you want to, you want to start? Uh, yeah, I've been playing nothing but hell divers. And since I got, one person playing with me now or we got three two people playing with me now um mm-hmm. this is like our diablo uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm loving every moment of it man so yeah it's a really fun game uh you would think it would get boring fighting the same type of enemies and all this other stuff like that but yeah each each mission is just like sometimes it's like a straightforward mission then sometimes like it just goes shit just goes crazy uh especially since we found out that you know yeah. sometimes the dms are in our the dm is in our games sometime mm-hmm. and fucking with shit um yeah it's just i don't know it's a really community driven game uh especially if you're like on the reddits and, the, and you follow like you know the fucking developers and all like the little fucking side uh mm-hmm. content um twitter postings you feel you really feel wrapped into the community uh and everything like everyone's talking about how uh Mevalon Creek or yeah Mevalon Creek is like our Vietnam because it's just so fucking it's a fucking <laughs> terrible place for us. Uh 
And like the new player, the new yeah. players are jumping in. Like we're like the bench is like you don't want to go oh there. Oh my and, god! Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So it's just it's just a really fun uh, game to get to rally behind, and I, I like the community behind it right now. So, mm-hmm. uh, and we're you know we're also fighting off people in our community, um, which I think is really good. Um, we're trying to keep it lighthearted, and people are trying to turn it to like a sweat fest, and like no, we're just. You know, we're just trying to keep it lighthearted and stuff like that. So um, I'm actually glad a lot of people are pushing back against those certain types of people. Yeah, um, yeah it's just a really, it's a really fun, unexpected game that I did not see coming. Um, I still recommend it to everybody. It's only forty bucks, so just give it a shot. And the servers are fixed, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, the uh, the AFK thing did did the trick, didn't it? Yeah, that was the number one thing. Yeah, well, that's good. That is good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Like the month's about to turn over and, uh, you know, I've been, uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to buy. I don't know. If I, like, I don't know if I'm going to immediately get hell divers and start playing with you guys or not. Cause like, dude, I, there's, there's, there's hell divers, which is $40. Then there's final fantasy seven that just came out today. That's $60 or $70. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So that's $110. Then there's unicorn overlord, uh, coming out in, uh, three days. No, four yep. days. Uh, that is another $60. So that's $170. Then there's Rise of the Ronin, you know, in three weeks that's coming out. That's another $70 or $60. So we're talking about $230 to $240. Then there's also Dragon's Dogma 2 that we were talking about. Uh, probably not going to get that one. That one's probably going to get pushed. But the other the other four I just mentioned, I want to play all of those uh, like right now. Um, so that's, that's a huge amount of money right there just to commit. And then there's also... Uh, last epoch that just came out last week that is an arpg that i've been following for years it just came out of early access and it's having server issues but otherwise the game is supposedly really good and it looks like right up my fucking alley that's 35 dollars. i really want to get that too and play that and then there's also the game i mentioned last week secrets of grandia that's coming out fucking today and i'm pretty sure that's like 30 bucks so we're at like 300 dollars on video games <laughs> this month that I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do because I want to play all six of those games that I just mentioned, but I don't want to spend $300 on all of them. And I also don't have time to play all six of those games probably. So I'm, I have to like sit down and really think about like, what's the priority? Like, what am I prioritizing? Um, Helldivers is probably going to get in there because it's the multiplayer game, but I'm also enjoying the fact that I'm not playing multiplayer games right now and I'm actually playing video games, you know, like that aren't multiplayer. So I'm like, that's the other side of the coin is I'm like, kind of like, I don't know, should I really get into this and like suck all my time into this multiplayer game when I'm like, I'm actually getting through video games right now. Um, so I don't know. I'm like, it's kind of a weird spot. So I'm probably getting final fantasy. That's probably non-negotiable. Um, yeah. more than likely, but I never played Intergrade <laughs> actually. And I need to, I need to do that or play it or at least watch a playthrough of it, um, before I get into, to rebirth. So I, I will say in my humble opinion, if you play Intergrade, then play the new Final Fantasy. You know what? I don't want to no, Nope. I'm not going to say that. Hope you enjoy both games, bro. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, okay. I'm not going to yeah. poison your will. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Um, but yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's just, there's just a lot of games. There's a lot of games to play um, this month. And, and uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of video games to buy. It's a lot of money to spend. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm just sitting here debating what to do. So, but I know Helldivers 2 is really fun. 
you know, it's not a, it's not a knock on the game. It's not like I'm, I'm like not avoiding the game or anything like that. It's just, there's, there is a reality though too. Oh no, uh, we just be, we just be pulling your chain. We don't be really yeah. meaning. No, I know. Bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, I don't want to avoid the game. I'm not trying to like blow you guys off or anything like that. It's just, um, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm still jumping in the discord and hanging out with you guys. It's not like I'm avoiding anything like that, but I'm um, at the same time. It's like this year is packed at the beginning of the year. And, and, uh, you know, I actually want to play all these games because, uh, you know, we had talked about last year. I barely played anything and got to the end of the year and I just was like mad at myself. So, like, I need to get through the games this year so that I can actually start playing the games from last year. Also, like, I want to do that. Like, this is kind of a goal of mine this year is like I want to play like 20 to 30 games and actually beat them all, you know. Um, so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. And, I, and I'm not even close to that number, but, um, you know. I got to work my way there. So, so yeah, uh, sorry. So I interrupted you talking about Helldivers. Anything else you want to say about that? Oh, no, that's not, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say. I think it's a great game. Uh, one of the few live service games I can get behind and has few monetization and everything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, they're adding more stuff to the game so you can grind for and everything of that nature. So I don't know. I just think it's a really fun game. Um, Especially when you have a certain crew, like now I can't play with other people because I have to play with Jet and Hunter and uh, maybe Elias and Andy joins Andy. Um, but yeah, like me and Jet have, we have our, our, our thing down and everything of that nature. So I'll be feeling bad when I can't jump into Discord with them, but I mean, I have to study and stuff like that. I'm going to jump in tonight, but uh, mm. tomorrow in the weekend, I am going to be AFK permanently until Monday. So. <laughs> okay, fair enough um are you playing anything else uh unfortunately not no okay um yeah i've been playing two games so i continue playing grand blue fantasy relink and i uh at some point decided i wanted to platinum this game and that that desire is starting to wane <laughs> at this point because yeah this game is weird man uh, this is such a clear this game was a gotcha game at some point I think that's that has become obvious the more time I've put into this game um, because the structure of the game after the main story is so monster huntery like it's it's it like it literally like you, you go through the main story and there's like some side quests you can do and you can go do some of these quests um, you know where they're like four minute little little things that you go do where you like fight a wave of enemies or you fight a boss or something. And you get a bunch of materials out of it, and and that's like the monster huntery part of the game, like the, the the structure of it at least is is like that. And then there's the actual, um, you know, the 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 story is very straightforward and linear, and you're you're playing through it, and and it's very short. It's like ten or fifteen hours. But then you beat the game, and you unlock kind of the post game for the game, and you can play through the story again as much as you want. Uh, that's one thing, but you don't really get anything out of it as far as I know, or nothing like super valuable at first. Um, and then, but then you unlock new quest tiers and you get like very, you get hard, I think is the next one you unlock, or, or it might be hard or very hard or something like that. And then it goes like extreme, maniac, proud, you know, whatever. So you start getting quests at these different tiers, and there are different tiers of materials you start gaining that are only effective within that tier. And then there's equipment only upgradable at with certain tiers of loot that you get like monster parts and stuff. 
um, and you upgrade your gear like that. And it's like monster. It's kind of monster hunter in that regard. But then you get to the upper tiers and they start introducing um, different like you, you unlock a new difficulty in the story actually called proud and you can play through the game again. Um, but there's also a quest in the main story still like in the post game, there is a, there's a quest you're doing that's still part of the story. And there's like cutscenes and characters are talking and stuff. And there's still story being happening there. And that leads up to a final boss, like a second final boss that you fight. And at that point you then unlock the true post game where you're, you're like in um, you're in all you're doing is questing and grinding and that's it. And that's the game. And you're upgrading equipment and upgrading characters and you're getting equipment and um, you're getting, you're getting loot, you're getting monster parts and you're using that to upgrade your equipment, make your character stronger. And it's just that cycle, you know, over yeah. and over and over again. But um, the problem I'm finding with this game is that there's too many fucking tiers. Like there's like six tiers you have to go through and it is so fucking grindy, dude. Like it is becoming super grindy to the point that, I have been like stretching my party so thin where I have put all of my upgrades into one character, the one I am controlling because I am the most important part of the party. I'm the one doing all the damage. I'm the one like fucking breaking parts and and knocking the monsters down and shit. The AI is like, you know, they're decent. They're not terrible, but like they're not that valuable. And the other thing I've noticed is like, you know how I mentioned last week that the AI feels like the AI cheats and like they never go down. That still happens now they barely ever get hit by anything because if they did it would be a one shot and they get they get knocked down less than i do you know it's insane like they dodge fucking everything and it it, it like drives me crazy uh with that they designed the game that way but it it's fine it ends up working out my strategy ended up working i'm at, i'm at the very end of the second to last difficulty of quest tiers um but i'm like hitting a wall right now where it's getting too hard like i've actually hit a point where i need to upgrade my party uh because they're getting wrecked by the the boss some of the bosses that the aoe is just too strong they can't dodge everything you know um so to the point that when they do get end up getting hit by aoe they just die and it's like the whole party's dead except for me and it's like you know at that point your your critical bar is just draining like fucking uber fast or whatever um so yeah the game is like it's it's frustrating because i'm at the point now where i need to upgrade my whole party but it's like such a fucking grind to do it it takes forever dude it's hours and hours and hours of doing the same quests over and over and over and over and there's a quest called slime peed that lets you like kill slimes that give you they give you a ton of money they give you a ton of experience they give you skill points but um they don't give you that much like they give you maybe a thousand skill points per run and it probably takes it's like a five minute quest um but you need let let's say 20 to 30,000 skill points to fully upgrade a character from from like the lower levels um so we're talking if we're talking 1000 per 5 minutes that's 20,000 every 10 minutes 120,000 per hour so two and a half it would take two and a half hours to to max out a character one character you know and i'm like I don't know if I want to put this time investment into this because that's just their skill tree. Then I have to upgrade their equipment, you know, like I have to get their, their, their weapon maxed out, um, which requires me to go run a shitload of quests. And then I have to get experience materials and I need money to upgrade their fucking equipment with the experience materials. And it's like, I I mean, we're talking hours and hours and hours of grinding. It's so fucking weird 
that the story in this game is like nothing. Like it takes, it took me four days to beat it. And now I'm in the post game and it's just so much fucking content. The problem is yet. This is the other issue with the game is that the content is not interesting. It's literally just the shit you did in the story. The bosses you fought in the story, just powered up and more powerful. There's very few new enemies introduced in this post game section of the game. There's maybe 10 total. Um, and six of those are just reskins or actually I think it's four of them. Four of them are reskins of a dragon, like the same dragon, you know, basically with a different element, um, each one with a different element. And it's like, so uh, this game is weird. It's like, there's like very little actual content in it, but they stretched it really far, um, really, really far to the point that it's like, it's kind of frustrating um, for me because I'm like I'm like close to the point where I can because this is the other issue like the best weapons in the game are a drop you cannot craft them so they drop from the last boss on the highest difficulty quest literally the hardest fight in the entire game is where they drop from from so you have to get through all this content that I'm talking about just to get to this quest and then you have to beat the hardest boss in the game you know, that has the highest scaling and you need the highest stats to beat to then get the best weapon that you would then use to beat that boss again and again and again and make it easier and easier and easier and easier. And it's just like, there's 19 different weapons that drop from that boss and the chances of you getting the one you want is not very high, probably at first. Um, So it's just this whole cycle sucks. The way they design this is not great. I like, I don't feel like it's that great. Uh, to the point that it's grating on me and I'm starting to get irritated. Like I'm uh, because I've like, I've hit a wall with my character where like my character stats are so high that they've hit the damage cap and I have to uncap their damage, but the investment to uncap their damage is really high. I need gems that I need the best level gems. The ones that have two different skills on them that are level five and um, I can't get that until I unlock the next difficulty. And like I said, I hit a wall where like, I can't beat the bosses right now. So I'm just like kind of stuck and I'm just irritated. Like, I don't know if I want to pour 20 more hours into this game just to get to the point where I can actually platinum it, you know? And it's like, I don't, I just don't know if I'm like that into it at this point. And with final fantasy now out, it's like, do I just move on? I'm, I'm thinking about moving on from this game at this point um, because it's like, it's irritating because the game is really fun and I'm like, I'm very interested in the second game from the studio in this in this franchise, like making another style game like this, um, because it's a very competently made game. It feels fun. It's we talked about it last last week. The gameplay is fun. Um, the characters are cool. I unlocked pretty much all the characters except for one. And a majority of them are actually really unique. The one you mentioned um, that you played, uh, what was his name? Yadarha or whatever. Yeah, um, I think. Um, yeah, I unlocked him and, and I might actually switch over to him and like do some quests as him because, yeah, he seems really cool. He has like a really unique uh, mechanic where like his combo uh, has a finisher, but every string of the combo and finisher you do shortens the combo string. So you're doing the strong finisher over and over and over and over again, yeah. um, you know, eventually. And that's like a really cool mechanic that I want to mess around with. But, you know, it's like, but I... I have to upgrade him. I have to level him up. I got to get, do all this fucking grinding and get him to the point where he's usable. You know, it's like, so the way they, they design this is just so annoying. And that's, that's my point about this being a gotcha is the number of characters there are. Number one is a giveaway, but number two is when you unlock characters, they have this stupid little cutscene that plays 
and it's just right out of a gotcha game, bro. <laughs> like it's right out of a gotcha game where it's like, it's like, Hey captain, I'm here to join the crew, you know? And it's just like, it's just this stupid shit that gotcha games do when you unlock yeah, a character. Yep. That's exactly just, what it, like when I did it, I was like, Oh my God, this is meant to be a gotcha game. Bro. Like, it is. <laughs> it's so, it definitely is. And they absolutely changed their mind at some point and, and, and change the game. It's like so obvious. And, and um, so, yeah, it's just the game's in an awkward position because of that, I think. And it just doesn't know what it wants to be. And I, I think that's why I hope they actually make a second game, because I think it'll it'll be more focused. Um, yeah, I, I think I think, like you said, like they just didn't know what to do. And I think actually, to be honest, as much of a mess as the game is, um, I think this is a great call to not make it a gotcha. I actually would it would have been significantly less like yeah. if it was a gotcha in my opinion so it was a good call but you can definitely tell you know you can definitely see the paint on the wall from the last fucking painting or whatever the case like <laughs> they did a bad yeah. paint job in my opinion but i appreciate it <laughs> in, yeah. in the same vein yeah no I, I agree i think it was the right call it's just yeah it was it was it just ends up ended up making the game awkward though um, yeah so so yeah um so yeah, it's a good game. Um, I I don't know if I'll actually get to the point where I platinum it or not. Um, I'm really not sure, but at this point, it doesn't doesn't necessarily matter. So, um, the other game I've been playing and I've been putting a lot of time into this one actually is called um, Raven Dawn. So, uh, this was a game that caught my attention back in December. Um, and it wasn't actually out in December. It came out in January, and I forgot about it. Um, but then I was like messing around in my Chrome. I was like closing some tabs that I've had open for a while that I don't need anymore. And, um, I had a Raven Dawn tab open and realized, Oh shit, this game's actually out now. So I went and looked and like, yep, it's out and uh, people are playing it and whatnot. So I, I decided to download it and I've been playing it, um, a pretty good amount this week. Um, and it is, uh, so to explain this game is kind of what I wish Stardew Valley was, without having ever played stardew valley <laughs> um it is a it's an mmo but it's like an isometric mmo um that's uh like a kind of like a pixel art um sprite based game of, uh, is it ultima that's game reminds me of. okay Runescape, so maybe um but uh yeah it's um so it's 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 an isometric mmo um and you um just kind of exist in this world where like the game is very heavily around like revolves heavily around crafting um the the crafting systems in this game are pretty deep and that's kind of what the whole game is about is that but it's not just that it's not that because this is what i assume stardew valley is is, is, is there's not a lot of combat in stardew valley or none at all that's always been my impression of that game i don't know if that's actually true or not um, but that's always been my impression of that game, which is kind of the reason it's kept me away. But that was why Harvest Stella appealed to me because it's 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 one of these it's like a Stardew Valley style game, but there's combat, you know, like JRPG style combat in it as well. Um, and that appeals to me where you, you do all the harvesting and all the crafting and shit to kind of feed the combat, you know, the, the combat loop. Uh, so that's kind of what this game ultimately is. But it's an MMO at the same time. So you exist in this world with, a you know, a bunch of other players. And um, I'm enjoying the game a lot. Um, basically, what I'll say is the combat is like tab target World of Warcraft combat, basically, uh, in an isometric form. 
Um, it's very basic in that regard. Um, well, not not very basic, but it's 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 just like World of Warcraft. Like you, you know, I'm playing like a rogue, and and you know, you have your abilities, and they'll have cooldowns. There's um there is an energy system in the game um, where you use a basic attack to kind of generate energy, which you then use on your kind of heavier cooldown abilities uh, that makes them more potent, um, and you know allows you to do more damage or be more effective or or for whatever reason or whatever you're trying to you know do in combat um because there because it's interesting there's eight uh archetypes which are basically classes in this game um however you can pick three of them at any given time and combine them together to form your character and they all have skill trees and you can uh put your skill points in any of the three skill trees so you could be a rogue uh berserker that also has some tank elements in their kit uh, you could also be a uh, archer that casts spells, you know, as like an offensive spellcaster, or you could be an archer that heals as like a healer. You know, um, there there is a healing there is a healing class in the game as well. Uh, so you can combine these in any way you want, and um, it's actually I haven't gotten deep enough where the combinations have mattered quite yet, but I'm getting very close to that threshold where I'm going to start putting skill points into a second tree. Um, that I actually have enough skill points available to me where I can start putting points into a second tree and kind of expanding my build out with that. Um, and I'm kind of excited to get to that point because right now I've been exclusively playing in the rogue archetype uh, tree, the shadow tree. And um, it's fun. I mean, the, the the class is cool. It's 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 kind of exactly what I would want in a game like this. But, um, but you know, I'm, I'm more interested in seeing what the combinations look like. Like, what, what does it look like when I have, like, a fucking, you know, a heavy fucking execute attack from like the warrior tree or something or um you know one of the defensive skills from the tank tree um you know it's like how how powerful can i really make my character you know in in this game and that's kind of where where i'm at with that with the combat but then there's the whole crafting side of the game the gathering side of the game and it's um really detailed so this game has uh housing and um the housing is available to every player but you have to get to certain levels in order to unlock the deeds that you will need to buy land. And unfortunately, from what I understand right now, the state of the game is all of the player land on both servers is totally bought up. Um, there's nothing available, at least as far as I understand it. Um, I haven't really looked around too deeply myself in the game, uh, but that's because I'm kind of still in the main starting area. Um but uh, there is to to alleviate that they created something called the community land community land in the main capital city that you um, kind of frequently visit, um, and that allows you to play the game um, and use the community land plot to do stuff. And eventually, I can actually buy a house in the community land plot as well. I, I just reached the level earlier today to be able to do that. Um, so. Um, what the land gives you though, is access to actually like plant things and grow crops and, and, uh, raise cattle and stuff, which then gives you materials that you can feed into the crafting profession. So, um, those professions are, uh, blacksmithing, carpentry, weaving, cooking, and then breeding. Uh, breeding is kind of a weird one. It's its own thing. That's not really a crafting profession. So it's really just cooking, weaving, carpentry, and blacksmithing. Um, and you use these gathering professions, the materials you get from that to, uh, feed into the crafting professions and make gear and make, um, make all sorts of stuff. You can make decorations for people's homes, which I think is a big way that you end up making money. 
but you can also make things. Um, there's actually different types of transportation uh, vehicles you can have in the game. So you can have a wagon, um, but you can also have a ship, uh, which I just got my ship uh, yesterday, actually. Um, and you can make stuff with the professions for those two things. So you can make wagon parts that make people's wagons better. You can also make ship parts that make people's ships better. You can make gear and equipment, of course, as per usual. Um, but you can also um, make things for people's homes as well, like I just mentioned, too. So uh, it, it gets pretty deep in the crafting in terms of the stuff that you can make. But the uh, actual crafting system itself is very much like Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, it's, it's kind of ripped straight out of there. You have like a skill bar, um, and there's like a quality bar. And then there's the actual production bar where like when you fill the production bar, you make the item, uh, that you're trying to make successfully. But then there's the quality bar. If you fill the quality bar, that'll make the item, um, a higher tier of rarity basically. Um, and it's worth more as a result generally. Um, so that's ripped straight out of final fantasy. Um, but, uh, they added, um, oh yeah, they added a layer to it. I think um, that is um, it's called um, labor. You uh, you need labor, which is like it's just kind of a number um, basically. But you need labor to use your skills, and it will your skills will cost a certain amount of labor when you're crafting. Yeah. If you run out of labor, you fail to make the item, obviously. But there's also the durability thing from Final Fantasy fourteen that that's also there. And if you run out of durability, you fail to make the item. So it's like there's two to, there's like an extra one extra little layer they added there but for the most part it's just kind of Final Fantasy's uh, crafting system in that regard but um in terms of the gathering um you know the the game is very like I I'd almost say like mobile gamey in the sense of you um you'll plant say potatoes you know they're like the most basic thing you can plant and like the cheapest thing you can plant um they Everything you plant in your land costs you money to plant. So um, you have to invest silver into planting stuff, uh, meaning you need to have silver on hand in order to plant anything. But um, so say you're, you're, you want to plant potatoes, you'll plant one thing of potatoes and it will take one square and it will cost you, I think it's 63 silver is what it costs, but um, it takes an hour to grow and then you harvest it and you'll get two to four potatoes out of that. And when you go to the market, the the way the economy has worked out in this game is that most things uh, are worth more than your investment into them. So, for instance, potatoes, it's 63 silver to plant a thing of potatoes that gets you two to four potatoes. But um, you end up getting uh, they're worth about 60 to 70 silver each. So you are tripling on average your investment probably when you sell it. Um, when you sell the potato, but um, when you get into the crafting, that's where it gets a lot more complicated because potatoes make low level cooking, uh, cooking supplies, which are worthless basically. Um, so you're just losing money if you make that stuff, but you need to do it in order to level your cooking. So at some point you have to kind of make that investment and lose, lose money. But um, so the raw materials are actually really valuable in this game as a result because of the way you have to spend money in order to get them um but um there's like a whole different tree of like you can do animal husbandry mm-hmm. and like raise pigs you can raise sheep you can raise cows you know and you get different materials from each of those um as well and um i don't know it's just fun but they they have different uh amounts of time they take like the pigs i think take eight hours to mature so you'll kind of do that overnight 
Um, you know, when I'm logged in generally and I'm not actively playing, I'm just planting potatoes and sitting here and waiting until they finish and then harvesting them all and then doing another plot of those. Um, but overnight I, I kind of do different things where I'll do like, I'll do some pigs and I'll do some trees maybe, and then I'll do some corn or something, um, that, that, that are kind of worth a little bit, a lot, a lot more actually than the potatoes are. So, um, it's a very interesting economy, the way the game works. It just kind of clicked with me and works really well with me. And I, I like the game. Um, it's definitely not for everybody. <laughs> this is, this is a very specific niche game that is for people like me. Um, I'm, I'm a crafting whore in, uh, in MMOs. I fucking love crafting. Um, so this game is like right up my alley. Um, the fact that it actually has combat and you like go do quests and stuff at the same time, um, makes it a lot more appealing for me. If it was just the crafting, I probably wouldn't really be into this very much. Um, but it's also the fact that it's an MMO. There's this whole economy of money also in there that I'm really into in this, in these games as well. So, um, that's why the game appeals to me so much. Um, and I'm having a good time with it. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I'm probably going to keep playing it. I don't know how heavy of an investment I'm really going to put into it though, over time. Um, you know, at the moment, I, this is, this and grand blue are all I'm playing. So I have been playing this game a lot, but, um, you know, when I, when I get into all the other games that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this game's probably going to fall away significantly, um, at that point. So, um, so yeah, it's a very fun game. Raven Dawn is what it's called. It is free to play. Um, they have a cosmetic shop um, and like a membership you can buy and stuff. Um, so they're they're living off their microtransactions, but um, they are very overpriced. I will say that I'm not. I haven't bought anything myself and, and probably won't. The only thing I would think about is maybe the the patron membership because um, it does give you some useful bonuses, but. Um, other than that, the cosmetics, I really could care less about for the most part. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. I'm enjoying it. And, um, I don't know if that sounds appealing. You should check it out since it is free to play, but well, well, I was looking at the, the, the yeah. gameplay and it reminds me of Ultima online. I don't know if you play that old mm. MMO game. That's what it exactly yeah. reminds me of. I used to play that a lot. So I might actually check this game out. Yeah. Well, we could play together cause there's. Um, obviously there is a party system in the game and, and there's content that is difficult to do um, from what I've seen so far, but um, there is this system in the game called trade packs, um, which is basically you go to, a, there's a guy, there's like a wagon in, in major cities where uh, it's called the trade pack vendor, but you'll walk up to him and um, he'll have this whole list of trade packs that are available and they'll have different values, basically like percentage values that they're worth at any given time. Um, so let's just say uh, the top one, the most valuable one at this ca- given time is worth 200% of its normal value. Um, and it needs like 30 potatoes, 20 corn, 10 logs, and like, um, I, that, you know, and that's it. Let's just say that that's, that's all it needs. You'll give him those materials and he'll give you a trade pack. So this is where the game gets interesting. Um, so this whole trade pack thing is you'll get a trade pack. You have to go to a different um, trade pack vendor in a different city. So you have to travel somewhere with the trade pack on hand in order to give it to that vendor. And then they will give you a huge amount of silver for it. Um, basically like I actually did a couple the other day and I made like 35 or 40,000 off the two I did. Um, but one of them I got off another player. So that's where things get interesting. This game is actually PVP enabled. Um, you can kill other players And the whole way that this tends to happen is when you have a trade pack on your person, 
you are PVP enabled by default. Like you are fully, you are fully vulnerable. Anybody can kill you. They can't kill you in a city, but otherwise, once you leave the city, you're you're free, fair game. And if they kill you while you have a trade pack or multiple trade packs on your person, you will drop them, and they they can pick them up. So there's a huge incentive for people to be pirates and and ro- and like bandits on the road and like kill people and stuff. Um, and they'll be able to see that you have a trade pack. Um, so, um, so basically that, that like whole system in, it really incentivizes multiplayer play together. So if you did end up playing, like we could do like trade pack runs and stuff together where we like protect each other and, and we make a shitload of money off of it. Um, so it's like a really interesting game. There's a lot of sub, there's a few more subsystems like that, uh, that I didn't really explain that are that are cool that um, kind of fill in the gaps of everything that I just explained that kind of make the game a little bit more complex. Um, But it's not so complex that it's like overwhelming. Um, I think once you kind of engage with most of the game systems, they're actually pretty straightforward. Um, And it's really just a very, it's a game. It's a grindy game. It's a very grindy game. Like that's kind of ultimately what it turns into. It's, it's a game where you grind a lot. And um, I don't, I love games like that. I, I don't know why they appeal to me, but I find them very um, relaxing. So if you do check it out, let me know. I'll um, we can certainly play together. Okay, sounds good. So, so yeah. Um, so otherwise, yeah, that's all I've been playing um, myself. So Montreal, let's get into the news. Um, which we don't have a ton of news this week, but we do have a follow up last week, and then um, we got a lot of stories. A lot of a lot more sad stories, man. It's just layoffs. Like we're just in layoff season right now. It's just you know we've been talking about this all year. Um, you gave me a number at the beginning of. Uh, before the show was like, what was it, 8,900 or something? Yeah, I think they said it's in the high 80s or the high 8,000s, rather. I believe it's like 89. Uh, yeah, in the industry right now. Right. Yeah, it's almost approaching, uh, you know, five digits at this point, which is pretty massive, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, and uh, I think the number last year was like less than half of that <laughs> for yeah. like the entire fucking year. So um, we're, we're in a rough rough patch right now so the first one we want to talk about is sony um microsoft laid off people a few weeks ago and now it it, i guess it's sony's turn um they announced a couple days ago herman holst um actually put it on the sie blog um that they are doing layoffs at numerous studios and they are also closing one studio so um, the layoffs are impacting uh insomniac naughty dog their technology creative slash support teams um their playstation london studio is closing completely they're shutting that team down entirely uh and then gorilla and fire sprite are also being closed uh, sorry not being closed they are they're having reductions uh in staff at both of those teams as well so um those are all for the most part pretty big teams london is less known they've been more of a vr team for sony but um, and then Fire Sprite uh, is also fairly new and small for the most part, but impacting all those teams. So, you know, Gorilla, Naughty Dog, Insomniac, those are kind of big ones, obviously, that are getting hit. And um, there have been some game cancellations along with this, obviously, um, that have come. And uh, one of those is uh, Jason Schreier was reporting on this. One of those is a Twisted Metal game that was uh, in development of Fire Sprite. Um, that, you know, it's been rumored for a while. Um, we hadn't heard anything about it. Sony hadn't announced it or anything like that, but, um, this was one of their live service games most likely, but the other studios getting hit, um, London, um, 
I don't believe, I think they were working on, I don't know what they were working on exactly. I'm not sure if it was one of the live service games or not, but obviously they had a game in the works that was canceled. Um, and then, um, you know, the reductions at the other studios also impacting. So it seems like Sony's now that, uh, Jim Ryan is, is leaving soon. It seems like Sony has, is reevaluating, uh, you know, Herman literally says in here is we have to reevaluate how we operate, um, as a collective, um, group of studios. And, um, I feel like the, the whole live service push is almost dead before it arrives with Sony. Cause we've got one game we know is canceled. The naughty dogs game was canceled. Um, you know, we don't know of any others at the moment necessarily, but, uh, it just kind of feels like it's heading that direction though. Um, that most of these live service games aren't actually even going to see the light of day at this point. But what do you think, Montreal? Yeah, I, I, unfortunately this is the sad part of the industry that we're talking about. I don't like to talk about it and, uh, I don't like to see it, but I knew it was eventually going to come, uh, because, if you just look at the trend of how gaming was going over the last five years, a lot of the models were becoming unsustainable. Um, and yeah. then we saw a ton of games get shut down last year. And I do from then, like, all right, if the games are getting shut down, then where are those people going to work at? And lo and behold, this is what happened right now. Uh, a lot of people think it's because of the economy, but I, I honestly just think it's because uh, the models are unsustainable. The game budgets are un unobtainable and everything like that for instance like you said insomniac uh they let some people go or is that in this story right yeah that is in the story all right <laughs> they let some people go uh and they made their game so 10 million or 10 million units and yeah. th that's 70 dollars that's over 700 thousand 700 million dollars uh that has been made off this game but just to even break even they had to sell three million uh games i believe just to break even for the game because the game cost i think over 300 million dollars to make yeah. um which is insane in my opinion um and that's just unsustainable uh and i i think the new ceo of sony sees this and had to make some tough decisions and um yeah gaming blew up five or 10 years ago and now we're mm. it, we're just in a down period i mean it's ebbs and flows with this and when in this right now i think everything is course correcting itself um yeah and everything and unfortunately uh developers are are being a part of that i i think the biggest mistake that gaming has made so far um just for the for the next three stories we have to mm -hmm. be honest with you is letting wall street dictate gaming uh, it yeah. wasn't it didn't used to be a big deal back in the day like ea has always been on the board right uh it's always been in wall street sony has always been in wall street microsoft has always been in wall street nintendo i believe i believe is in wall street i think i think they have stock in wall they street are. yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're public yep yeah so um th those companies have always been there but the problem was these companies start acquiring people and this isn't and this isn't well we'll get to that story later i'll say that that comment for later um but this is sony's first time in my opinion i think in a long time actually of doing massive layoffs like this um yeah. even for microsoft as well we talked about last week but this is another unfortunate part of acquisitions this is why 
I was kind of against acquisitions. Both me and Justin were against acquisitions because mm-hmm. we know what comes with acquisitions, layoffs, because now you got to chop some of that unnecessary fat. You bought this meat and now I had to chop the fat off mm-hmm. to make the meat more lean and obtainable and, and eatable. And unfortunately, that's what they're doing right now. Even though some of the studios they laid off people they already had, um, it's still because of the acquisitions they have to make more room for the people they let in if that makes any sense so yeah. uh yeah. yeah i i i don't i i don't like that they did it i understood why they did it <clears throat> and i probably wouldn't be saying this if i was in that position of being laid off um mm-hmm. but just from the outside looking in uh, it, it was kind of inevitable at this point and I, I feel super bad for these people um, I think it should be like the executives getting laid off instead of like the developers, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I don't know. It's just Sony Sony made some bets and they don't like they don't like where those bets are gonna go or where where they're gonna take them, I guess I should say. Yeah. And like that they they like take that out on their developers you know it's it's like you said it's so fucked up like the leaders make these decisions dude like i'm going through this at my company right like it's just like you know sometimes companies bloat their teams when things are good um and sony was doing that things have been good and they wanted to expand and make naughty dog bigger make insomniac bigger and and make gorilla bigger and have them be multi-game teams you know and all that and and what that means is you got to you have to make the team a lot bigger. You have to hire a ton of people. But in order to do that, um, you know, that means you actually need to like execute and 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 continue to make a ton of money to be able to sustain all those people that you hired. So it's like when things get bad, you end up letting all those people go and it's just you made a bad bet, you know, ultimately at the end of the day. And 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 Sony did. They made a made a few of them it, it feels like already and it's like it already feels like this live service push is dead, you know? Um, and that is crazy to me because it's not that long ago we were talking about this. I'm pretty sure we started talking about this heavily like a year ago, you know, around this time. Um, and and it's already feels like it's like kind of over almost and destiny and Bungie's a fucking boondoggle. And like, you know, it's just, it's just crazy, dude. Like, I think the whole thing's crazy that everything that's happened with, with Sony in the oh. last 12 months. Yeah, I mean, we called it, you know, um, all these live service games and everything like that. And I just don't, I don't want this to repeat. Yeah. Um, I think the last time we've seen, have we ever seen layoffs this big before? Like not even in 2010, like during the the, industry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't even think in like the early 2000s we've seen stuff like this before. Uh, I mean, we've seen studios closed and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, this has been crazy. Um, even Riot took hits and everything like that and everything. <laughs> right. So yeah, um, Microsoft, so Sony. I mean, all the big boys took hits. Yeah, you know. But I, I think it was all the money moving around, man. I. I I I just got really nervous when I started seeing two billion dollars for this company, five billion dollars for this company. I'm like, yeah. are yeah. they going to make that much money back? No, like they're not, not, not yeah. right now, you know. So I, I don't know. It's unfortunate though. Yeah, no, it is. It sucks, and um, I don't know. It's just Sony, like these studios, you know, Naughty Dog and Gorilla and Insomniac in particular. Um, 
I think I don't think the reductions are affecting a particular game for them necessarily, but we know with Insomniac in particular that Ted Price went out of his way to save his Ratchet and Clank team, you know, mm-hmm. um, and reduced force on the Wolverine team. So, um, you know, we know that from the leak. So, in, in, given that, it's like you know, we know that that means that Wolverine might take a little longer now, you know, and that that probably is true for Gorilla and naughty dog also with whatever uh game those people were working on so that also sucks and is not a not a great situation so it's um i don't know it sucks all around it's just you know it's just continue to happen and continue to happen and and um i think the hopefully the industry learns a lesson from this but i I doubt it with the way the you know the economy tends to work these companies they go in these cycles where they'll you know when things are good they hire a ton when things are bad they let people go to kind of you know, keep themselves afloat. Um, and they just do that over and over and over again in a cycle, like a constant cycle. So, um, it's just right now it's kind of an unprecedented number of people this is happening to and number of companies that it's happening at, but, um, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just the way this ends up going. So, um, so that sucks. And, and honestly, the, uh, the twisted metal game, like I know you were, you were talking shit about it before the show, but dude, you know, I love twisted metal, man. Like it's, it's one of my favorite franchises. Um, I love the old games and um, I, we haven't gotten a good twisted metal game in 20 years. You know, Uh, the one that was on PS3 was terrible and um, not fun uh, really at all. So I, the idea that they were making a new one kind of excited me because you, you, your point was right. It was going to be a live service game, but I don't care. Twisted metal as a live service game actually sounds cool like it's a game that could have been a good live service game you know um and you know where we get like new characters every season and you you know you get a new you know new characters and all those characters have different skins and like i don't know it would have worked i think it would have worked pretty well actually but um it just sucks so it's like it's just another franchise that's it's dead again you know twisted metal's dead again so um all right well let's move on montreal to uh this is sad news as well another company another big company ea this time they're they're laying off staff as well um and it is hitting um you know globally their entire company but um it actually hit respawn also in uh, that mandalorian game we talked about literally last week uh that was rumored last week is now canceled so uh everything we said last week null and void it's it's not happening that game that game isn't coming um however they are going uh jedi jedi 3 the third jedi game is coming for mm-hmm. sure they they did confirm that that's still being worked on um but they did say uh andrew wilson did say that they want to move away from future from license ip in the future um which is interesting to hear from ea because i feel like they are the licensed ip publisher but they're not good at it but yeah <laughs> maybe, maybe they're recognizing that yeah um, I mean, yeah. What are your thoughts on this one with EA? With, I mean, uh, respawn. Um, I think I don't think it was the right move. I think that was their only. I think that Mandalorian game was going to make all the money back that they put into that game, like one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I'm still glad that the team working on Jedi Fallen Order is still working on Jedi. Um, I have no doubts that that game will sell really well, and they can move on and make something else. Mm-hmm. Um. I am scared for them for a respawn though, 
Um, I mean, they have a moneymaker, which is Apex Legends. Uh, but yeah, I, I am scared for them. Um, I don't want them to get... EA has a, ta- uh, uh, a real knack for getting really good studios or acquiring studios or making really good studios, really talented studios, and then just running them into the ground. And then it's saying, well, they didn't sell well. And it's like, well, you fucking ran the talent to the ground. And then, you know, yep. now we're yep. getting bullshit or whatever for them. Mm-hmm. Um, because EA is notorious for closing hundreds of, or not hundreds, but tens and dozens of companies. And um, I mean, they shut down some of our, like pandemic was one of my favorite companies because they made the battlefront series and they shut that studio down only to get the star wars license ip again make star wars battlefront and it fucking sucked um so um i think it's laughable as well that they also said that same article they're focusing focusing on their their sports stuff when madden has been in the fucking ground since god knows when like you know like oh we live space yeah like we really tried on this Madden guy, and it still fucking sucked. Like they really tried. They even threatened the team, like, "Hey guys, hey guys, you're gonna get a cut on your salary if you don't." Like, probably didn't say that. Like, "Oh, we're gonna cut your lunch if you guys don't do this," and they still didn't perform at all. Like, cause they know they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So, um, I really think that team's ran by like three people that copy and paste the game. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry to all the talented people that probably work on that shit, but I'm sorry. I think like three of y'all work. Everybody else goes to lunch. Um, but yeah, um, that sounds about right. <laughs> it, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I feel really bad for every studio that gets acquired by EA. Like I, I do, man. If you're not working on the sports division, I, your life, your not your life, but your job is in jeopardy because I, I feel like. The next battlefield, if that shit doesn't perform, that that studio's done. Like yeah. you're done. Yeah. Um, how long have it had dice? I think since forever. I think that's been. I think yeah. So, um, and I don't want them to run. And then you know, respawn may take up the mantle. I mean, because Vince Impella is running dice now, so it's like, um, yeah. I I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I just hope you know he's probably not going to let respawn die because he has yeah, he has i'm not too worried about them but that assumes apex continues to be a money maker exactly and and i mean every time i turn around apex is having issues man so yep right i mean we, mean we've what? we've left the game completely at this point like i haven't played apex in like two and a half weeks and then before that it was like a couple of months so well, we, um, yeah, we were talking about me. Like, when was the last time I played? And it, it legitimately, I think it's been over a year. Like, it might even be longer than that. It was, it was season eighteen, I want to say, and I think that was like four or five seasons ago, which is over a year, you know. Um, at this point, so, so yeah, it's uh, that game's not in a, you know, awesome place either. So, um, I don't know. We'll continue to monitor. I mean. Uh, what about the 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 Mandalorian game? You know, you uh, you sad about that one? Um, yeah, I wasn't stoked about it being first person, but it was a high action packed game, and Respawn has a really good track record in making good first person shooters with like good movement, uh, feel mm-hmm. really unique and stuff like that. So yeah. I was really looking forward to it, but uh, it actually sucks that it's not going to get made anymore. So. It seems like every time they try to make a Mandalorian game, uh, not just them, but anyone, 
like the game gets canceled or something like that because remember Star Wars 1313 yeah. was supposed to come out and oh, yeah. now we got this Mandalorian game that was supposed to come out and now that's canceled and it's like man we just, we're we're never going to get like a, a authentic bounty hunter type game uh yeah. in Star yeah. Wars you know so it sucks yeah it does it does suck and it, it was a cool concept you know but um it is what it is man it's uh I don't know. We're in a rough time right now. A lot, a lot of, cause yeah, it's just like, it was coming out of COVID dude. I think, you know, the industry exploded. I mean, we talked about this a lot, but the industry exploded and then all these companies expanded crazy, like crazy and, and greenlit all these projects. And, and I think now they're, they're realizing that it's just not sustainable for them. Like they, they, they over committed, you know? Um, and we're seeing we're the not, correction. And like, no offense to us, but we're not the smartest. We're not like fucking super. And this is not our job. Like, we didn't go to school to analyze stuff. Well, we're not. Even, I, we're not insiders either, dude. Like, we're not in the industry. You know, and like, we saw this from a mile away. And I just don't understand don't, how people in the industry did not see this coming. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know either, dude. Like, it, 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 it's wild to me that that it ends up like this. But um, the thing is that the thing I've learned over time working in corporate is the the leaders of in corporate are are generally they're in their own little world dude like they don't live in reality sometimes you know they don't they don't know what's going on in the ground they don't know what their company is really dealing with you know um and uh sometimes that can result in very bad decision making you know yeah um so yeah um all right montreal let's move on to our next story which is not layoffs but adjacent to it because there are rumors the studios uh kind of in 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 having issues right now um so embracer uh there's reports out there that embracer is looking to sell gearbox and we talked about this before but uh this is looking like it's actually might be happening um that uh they are um very close to a deal right now supposedly and that we might be hearing about this within the next month um going on right now so uh, Randy Pitchford did um, address their staff um, as well, though, and uh, said that um, basically he he said that they're 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 looking to get away from Embracer no matter what happens, whether it's buying themselves back, uh, selling, or um, those are really the main main two options. But um, or yeah, yeah, selling to somebody else or, or buying themselves back. So. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. It just seems like they're trying to get away um, right now. But um, there was a Kotaku article that um, I actually didn't find. Um, um, that was very v- like had a lot of vitriol, I guess. Um, here we go. I got it here. I got. I put the wrong article in the freaking outline, Montreal. But um, so the the very end of this article from Kotaku was like really like stark um and like i i hadn't seen this out there too much that people like i guess embracers like the evil bad guy uh now suddenly um because i'm gonna quote the article here so but even in the current hellscape embracer is viewed as one of the more pernicious parasites it grew fat on low interest financing in a post-pandemic market frenzy that allowed it to snatch up big name studios and ips only to leave them all without a safety net when the big risky bets didn't magically metasize or metastasize into a business plan. Um, Embracer CEO Lars Wingfors recently called the current layoffs across his company and beyond merely something everyone needs 
to get through uh end quote and i just found that wording like really like it's like really going at embracer which i'm not going to sit here and defend embracer we've been talking about embracer fucking since the show started uh five years ago but that's kind of my thought process here is why is it suddenly now like Embracer's evil when when Kotaku was barely even reporting on this back in the day when this shit was all happening? And I'm positive at one point or another, we on this show talked about their crazy acquisition spree as being extremely risky and probably not going to work out for them. <laughs> it just was obvious. And it's like now, you know, I just I feel like this coming now from them is is weird because it also is poor analysis because gearbox uh sold themselves to embracer three years ago and um that was after all the like all this crazy acquisition shit had already been happening for years with embracer so uh gearbox and randy pitchford should have been smart enough to realize what they were getting into here and and maybe have had some second thoughts but i'm sure randy made a fucking absolute asinine amount of money off that fucking deal um and uh yeah it's just it's just irritating to me that you you're like you don't even put any blame on gearbox and it's like to me that there is blame there they decided to sell they they're the ones who said yes we we will sell to you you know and it's like you put yourself in this position and that's the same for all these companies that are under embracer by the way they all sold to embracer you know you could have said no you could have said no that is an option when when somebody comes at you with a giant pile of money there is a choice i know it doesn't seem like it but there is so i don't know am i am i just yell old man yelling at clouds Montreal? no i i think i think one people only see dollar signs two people don't pay attention to trends and stuff like that and three people do ignore history um mm-hmm. and four unfortunately yeah like me and you are old men they think we're old men yelling at clouds and if we were young they're like oh well you're too young to know anything so it's like you can't win to lose it at this point <laughs> you know so yeah. um yeah I, I don't know man like and now like you know randy pitchford is like you said it's like oh we're gonna leave no matter what he's trying to look like he's the the savior of everybody like shut up bro like i don't yeah. know man oh yeah um yeah I don't understand what companies are thinking. I mean, I guess if you're like, you want some kind of security, right? It makes mm-hmm. sense to get bought out by somebody, but then you have you run the risk of this shit happening, right? Yeah. Um, and Embracer just didn't have a track. It's not like you're getting bought out by Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo. It's Embracer right. Group. And it's like, mm-hmm. they had, I want to say next to no gaming history um, besides what they were doing. And it was just so weird when we saw it. And then, yeah. Well, remember, like, they were THQ Nordic back in the day. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they were. But, so they, they came about out, out of the ashes of THQ, right? Yeah. Um, when um, that name was purchased, they changed their name. And they were a low-level gaming publisher at that point. Um, and they bought the THQ name. They became THQ Nordic, which then got them some notoriety. And then they started buying, for whatever reason, I don't know where they got all this capital from. But they just started buying IPs in like fire sales, like time splitters and all this stuff, like all this, all the small stuff that 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 was, you know, were kind of like dead IPs that nobody was buying. 
uh, or nobody would buy, nobody would. I do remember us talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I remember us talking about that. Um, and yeah, and then then and eventually it kind of came to a head at the end of the 2010s where they just started buying shit like crazy over like like crazy expansion, you know, uh, to the point that it was insane. It became it became like a fucking meme. Like they had like 130 or 140 development studios under their umbrella, which is fucking insane for one company, you know. That is literally almost four, that's four times the size of Microsoft's footprint, you know, uh, Microsoft's footprint, you know, in, in video games. So, yeah, it never it never really made sense. So um, that's why, uh, you know, so I don't know. I hope Gearbox gets away. I mean, they're not a bad studio um, no, as not. much as I hated Borderlands 3. Um, for whatever reason in my brain, I'm still holding out hope that maybe Borderlands 4 is actually a hit for me um maybe it's every other game that's good you know for for my taste at least um because uh you know borderlands 2 i still feel like is a great game um well borderlands 3 just came and went so it's not just you feels this way like i remember it came out and then it instantly just like went away like it sold a shitload though it did yeah yeah uh my brother's really into it actually he was talking to me about that's why i was thinking about borderlands recently and like uh, he loves Borderlands Three. He thinks it's awesome, and I'm like, man, I just don't get it, dude. I just like, I don't know. Like, I think the game sucks, but <laughs> um, you know, that's just me. I mean, if you want to hear my thoughts on that, you can go way back, you know, to episode like I don't know what was it, seventy probably, yeah. um, or whatever. But, um, but yeah. Um, anything else on this one? Yeah, nope, that's it. All right, let's move on. Uh, to our final story, which is. Circana numbers for January 2024, which came out really late in the month, dude. Like like last week of February. So I had looked for these last week, assuming they had come out and they hadn't yet. I, I thought I was crazy. Um, so um, so here we are. Uh January 2024, first month of the year. Uh total video game sales, five point zero six nine billion this year versus four point four two two billion last year. Fifteen percent increase year over year. Uh, video game content as uh, physical, digital, full game sales, microtransactions, subscriptions, etc. 4.445 billion versus 3.857 billion last year. That is a 15% increase as well. Video game hardware, 378 million this year versus 396 million last year. That is a minus 4% decrease. And then video game accessories, 246 million this year versus 169 million last year. That is a 45% increase. So pretty significant start to the year. Uh, we will see if that continues uh, throughout the year. I'm not sure it will, but it could for the next few months. I mean, we have some banger like February and March are fucking chock full of games. So um, it is possible that we see some significant growth out of that with maybe a dip into the summer possibly. But um, so top 20 games for the month, best selling games of the month in the U.S. Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. What the fuck? Number two, Tekken 8. Number three, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League, which I don't know why that's showing up on January because that game came out on February 2nd. So that's weird. But, yeah, that is weird. Um, but Persona 3 Reload is also on this list at number four, um, which also came out February 2nd. So uh, kind of confused about that. But um, maybe the numbers aren't. It's not. It's not like first of the month to thirtieth or whatever. It's like you know second through the second or something like that. You know the way they get their data potentially. Um, number five, Madden NFL twenty four. Number six, Hogwarts Legacy. Number seven, 
Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. Number eight, EA Sports FC 24. Number nine, The Last of Us Part 3. Or sorry, Part 2. Part 3. Wow. Yeah, that would be number one on this list. Uh, Number 10, Marvel (laughs) Spider-Man 2. Number 11, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Number 12, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora. Number 13, uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Number 14, Elden Ring. Number 15, Mortal Kombat 1. Number 16, Gran Turismo 7. Number 17, Minecraft. Number 18, Mario Kart 8. Number 19, Jujutsu Kaisen Cursed Clash. Oh, my fucking God. God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Is that another Ninja Storm (laughs) fighting game? It's even worse. Go look at the gameplay. It's so fucking bad. It's so fucking bad, bro. Oh, my God. They're like like floaty. You can't even really do a combo. Like, each combo, each hit is like knocks the person back massively supposed to be like a team fighting game it's yeah. so fucking bad bro i fucking hate that game. i i i hate bandai what they, what they do to anime games man like it's so bad anyway no they're like the worst company to have the access to this fucking ip um legitimately it's this just game like, should have been like a single player fucking action style game bro like and yeah. they just turned it into another fucking arena fighter. Like it's like a two v two fight. What what is this shit, man? I, I'm t- like, come <laughs> on, bro. No, I'm sorry. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta fucking like what the wait? Do something, anything creative, anything, Bandai. Can you be possibly remotely, possibly fucking creative and not rely? On the fucking strength of the fucking IP. What is this shit? Oh no, this is awful. And you know the worst part. The worst oh part is not God. even the. The worst part is not even the gameplay, bro. Yeah. It's the fucking people that buy it, bro. That they buy this game. Oh my and God. Even bro. even like anime channels that buy it, they review it and they review it in such a way where it's like. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, what are you talking? Well, the animations are really good. No, they're not. They're not good. What? They're dog shit. This is are horrible. Why are we is it the same game? <laughs> Why is Satoru Gojo being getting his ass beat right now? This fucking makes no sense. Like, what? I hate these games, bro. Like, bro, like they because they know their community, bro. Their community's gonna buy this shit, bro. No matter, no matter what. I am thoroughly convinced, bro. They're worse than Madden fans. Yes. 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 And I made the tweet and people called me crazy. I said Madden fans and anime fans are the same people. You can't distinguish one from the other. I actually like, think they're worse. I don't like this is this is, what are you buying this game for? This is horrible. <laughs> don't support this shit. God, we have to send a message to Bandai, bro. And it's like a 2v2 fighter and they're literally just fighting 1v1 on different portions of the map, you know? There's no team play happening at all. There's nothing interesting. It's just literally, that's all it is. Like, this is terrible. I I watched one YouTube channel, and he was trying to talk strategy, and I instantly got so bad. I wouldn't leave a comment so bad. He's like, so the strategy here is you got to use this, this guy with this guy to do this. There is no strategy. This game fucking sucks. How can you talk strategy in a game that fucking sucks? It fucking sucks. I would rather people play the Demon Slayer game, at least they actually tried with that game, than... This game, like, at least they actually tried with, like, the new Naruto Ninja Storm game. They tried with that game, at least. Yeah, Yeah, like, give me me an RPG or something, man. Anything. A kart racer, even. I'll take a kart racer just to to change it up a little, you know? No, I, 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 this game has made me realize, and, like, the comments I was reading and stuff like that, right? 
has made me realize that there is a stark difference, a hard line of people like us who watch yeah. anime and play video games. Yeah. There are people, and I think this is the vast majority of anime fans who do not play video games. They just watch anime. And then when they see their anime game come out, they buy said anime game. Like, they don't, like, play the game. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I guess it's like the same for us, right? Like, I'm an anime watcher, but I don't go into, like, the super weeds of the anime and watch, like, the super obscure stuff or whatever the case may be. Um, So I, I guess it's that in that regard. But it's almost like how they get mad at us for, like, or, like, casual anime fans, right? For watching Shonen, I need to understand this is what it is for us like this is like the shonen of video games like the trash shonen of video games that everybody watches right like this is what we get and i'm not even excited for like i I, like the dragon ball uh budokai shit like i'm so drained out of arena fighters that i can't even be excited for that shit anymore i'm just like oh all right well how many variations yeah. of Budokai, Ten, uh, Tenkaichi did we get? We got a fucking yeah. Kakarot. We got a fucking Xenoverse. <laughs> That's what this we is. Got... This is a shitty Tenkaichi <laughs> ripoff, dude. The movement is infuriating to watch. Like, I playing this game would give me a fucking aneurysm. Like, I would be so upset. There's no fluidity at all to any of the movement where, like, characters, like, move in these, like, short bursts of movement and just fucking, like, oh, my fucking God. They don't turn properly. I, like I do, I don't understand how you can watch a show or anime like Jujutsu Kaisen and then make this video game. I just either, really don't either, man. Me either, and then buy it. The people who buy it, you're like, you're like, bro, Jujutsu Kaisen is the coolest anime in the fucking world. And then you see this game, and you're like, you're like, oh man, this is it. This is the game. No, it's not, bro. This is not it. This could be so much more than it is. It's beyond infuriating. Like you know, it, it further adds to my infuriation. Uh, yeah. Fucking Scarlet Nexus just hit three thousand unit or three million units sold, and I'm just like, that's a game they actually tried on. They actually tried on that well, game, dude. You know, you remember Dragon Ball Z Kakarot? Did you yeah. ever play that game? No, I haven't played that game. Yeah, so I, that game, that game was. I remember I played it, and and I think I talked about it on the show actually. You did, and, you um, did yeah, yeah. And I, I liked the game. Like I thought it was a good game. Like I, I really enjoyed it. But but did I sit? Did I sit here and call it a masterpiece? No. <laughs> like I, I looked at it as like, oh, this is pretty good. This would be cool if they like expanded on it and like you know went a little deeper with it. This could be like a really excellent RPG, like open world RPG in the future. And the the fucking like. I think that game is like the best that Bandai can do. Like, I I actually think that. You I thought know? that was made like, by Square. Actually, wasn't that made by Square? No, no. no. Oh, I thought, I don't know why I thought that was made by Square. No, nah, that was Bandai. Okay, That's let me crazy. check. But I'm positive it was it was uh, Bandai. Yeah, you're right. CyberConnect too. Yep, that was yeah. made by them. Yeah, and I think that that game is like literally the best that they can come up with. You know, I I, I can't believe this is the same people that made fucking dot hack i just i just shell shell themselves i just it's so bad like this is the same company that made dot hack like one of my favorite rpgs ever and like they can't replicate it anymore like they they, it just it's just gone it was such an it was such an original idea yeah like you can't get it back anymore like that's no dude 
I'm watching a video gameplay of this game. What do you think the comments are, positive or negative? Oh, po- overwhelmingly positive. What are you talking about? Yeah, people, dude. People literally, love this game. Oh, the game doesn't look that bad, honestly. Her plan is usually look kind of wonky and too floaty, but Gojo and Nobara gameplay looks perfect. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Oh, my God. I implore you one day, just log on and, like, type in Jujutsu Kaisen reviews and, like, look at the people reviewing it. They they love the game, bro. They they love it. They're like, oh, it's actually really, it's actually quite decent. And it's just like, bro, what, are we playing the same game? Are yeah. we watching the same game, rather? Because I didn't buy this shit. <clears throat> buy this shit. Like, are we watching the same game? Yeah, I just, man. It's, it's, I it's, just need something though, creative. Anything, dude. Like anything. Go go weird. Make a party game. You know, like a Jujutsu Kaisen party game. Like a Mario Party fucking party game. You, you know? know what? I was so glad when they made uh Dragon Ball Z Breakers. That's what it's called. Mm. They made that game. I was so happy. I was like, wow, they yeah. actually tried to think outside the box. Yeah, but then they put no effort and no money into it. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Like it's like a it's like a nothing burger of a video game, you know? And it's like that it's just I fucking i can't wait till they go they they like go belly up they're never going to because they're, you know they they own all this like fucking anime and, yeah they're the ea of anime bro they're, yeah. they're they know they own this. shonen jump don't they i think so yeah I, I, or they have like an exclusive deal with them that's why we never get like games outside of like you know yeah Whatever. I think they own like some kind of exclusive like partnership or deal with them where they can they have to go to them first to make the games or whatever the case may be. Um Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm I'm wondering like could you imagine like Capcom getting their hands on this platinum games, like respawn entertainment getting their hands on like a fucking Gundam game or something like that. Yeah. Like, can you yeah. imagine that shit, bro? Like I know, dude, that's what I'm saying. Give this to a competent developer. With like real credentials and 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 oh my god, man! It just it makes me so upset. Like it makes me it, like it. It reminds me of the Madden conversation in a much more significant way. Like Madden is one. It's it's literally one thing, right? Football. I can live without a football video game in my life, but like we're talking about the entirety of anime video games, like an entire <laughs> vertical of games just sucked into this vortex of Bandai Namco being dog shit arena fighters over and over again i mean watch i'm gonna put the link to this video in the chat go to 755 on that and tell me what the fuck even happens there (laughs) like like i have no idea what what in the fuck even happened in this in that point point in the video i just it's like so fucking dog shit dude like it's crazy i don't know and this this charted this charted this charted in the u.s who are you people buying this shit? Who are you? I don't understand. <laughs> like it's actually crazy. I just uh, I just don't understand how they make this game look like, like it's so I, You know what? I didn't watch the gameplay because I knew it was gonna get fucking bad. I'm bad now. What yeah, fuck, I mean dude? I've been watching it this whole conversation. Why do you think I'm losing my mind? It gets worse the more you watch it. Uh yeah, I mean anyways. I don't know. Like, I don't want to stick on this like too hard, but like the rest of the list, I don't know why Grand Blue Fantasy Relink's not on here, and Persona Three is because they came out on the same day. Um, that's weird because we know, like, we know for a fact it sold more than Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown, which charted at thirteen. So, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but Prince of Persia <laughs> hit 13 and like significantly undersold uh, what Ubisoft's expectations were. So really, um, yeah, I think it sold like three or four hundred thousand copies. Like that's it. Um, I mean, that's pretty good for like I don't want to say a new IP, but a new direction yeah. in an IP. You know, well, Metroidvania too. I would hope the budget wasn't too big for it, but. Yeah we know the answer to that is probably that it was <laughs> so oh, fucking god bro i, I, I mean that's I hope, a, that's decent though like 400k in sales for a 2.5d metroidvania game yeah that's super good i'm praying it gets another game i i loved it i thought it was so good like i i you know i don't know so um tekken 8 actually um this game is taken off dude yeah, um, Tekken is one of those games where anyone can play it. Easy to play, difficult to master type game. Yeah, um, one of the few 3D games that are 3D fighting games where I think the community is kind of balanced in that regards. Remember how I was talking about fighting games last week or a week before last? Maybe I was just talking yeah. about it on Twitter. Um, yeah, this is one of those few few fighting games that satisfies that niche of like anyone can pick up and play it and feel like they're doing something and they have like the right type of controls. Like they have this these uh um simplistic controls that really are satisfying. Um but you can also switch it to the master controls as well. And I believe Street Fighter does this as well to where if you use simplistic controls, you can do combos like automatically. Um yeah but your damage is a lot lower so like it kind of balances out with the higher tier player who's uh who has to execute these combos but their damage is like you know based it's based on what it's supposed to be um so yeah Tekken 8 I'm I'm definitely not surprised that it's so this much or that it's high up there um it's probably going to be up there for the next I say two months um because it's a really good fighter uh it looks really good dude yeah, I'm. I'm. This game might get me back into fighters. Like, I might buy this. DJ's been would, begging me to buy it. I, and, uh, I think about it. Yeah, uh, it's better. It. It, I was waiting on two X K O two X K O but I was waiting on that game, right? And uh, but that yeah. game's not probably not coming out for like another year. So, um, I guess I get fucking Tekken Eight or something like that. It looks really cool though. Like, yeah. I've always been a big Tekken. I've been a Soul Calibur fan, but that I'm, I've come to terms with that game's probably dead. Um, mm-hmm. Even though it's made by the same people, the same team. Um, Soul Calibur, I mean, Tekken vastly outsells Soul Calibur, but I love Soul Calibur. So, um, yeah. yeah. But um, I think about it. I don't know. It sounds fun. I haven't played a fighter in, God, a very long time. I don't even remember the last fighter I actually played. Um it's been that long. Like it literally might've been Budokai three <laughs> like 20 years ago. So, um, or maybe it was like soul caliber four. <laughs> I'm sorry. I searched up fucking uh suicide squad. I was trying to yeah. look at the light to see how much they actually. So the first article that pops up in Forbes, it's no longer plot. It no longer seemed possible that Suicide Justice, uh, Suicide Squad, killed the Justice League will last the year. That's fucking insane. I think, I think there's a kind of an agenda out against this game, though. Like, I feel like there's a lot of negative articles coming out, dude. 
on this game. It feels like games media is trying to farm the negativity. Really? Um, you think so? Yeah, I dude, I have heard a lot of people say that it's actually not that bad of a game. Like, it's not great. It's not, you know, it's not like the Arkham games, but it's not like a bad, it's not a disaster, unmitigated disaster the way um, it's being framed. And yeah, it's making me kind of think about that because, yeah, I, I don't know. It just feels like games media is really like got a fucking uh, target on that game for whatever reason. I wonder why, though. I think they're just, they just, they're farming clicks. Okay. I think that's all it is. Like, I just think they're farming clicks. Which is, and they usually, they usually do the opposite of that. Like, they usually, yeah, you know, try to hype a game up or, uh, they go against, like, cause they, they haven't, they tried that agenda, honestly, with like Helldivers, right? They tried to like really shit on that game. Games Media was like really shitting on that game. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, like the first day it came out or whatever. And then after they saw that, that shit wasn't really working. Uh, the, the positive feedback was too positive. They switched tones with, with mm-hmm. uh, with with Hell Divers. So I don't like comparing it to Hell Divers, and I won't compare it to Hell Divers um at all. I like you said the game. Actually, I watched the gameplay. The game and the movement looks really fucking fun. Um, That's what I've heard. Is besides like Harley, the other tra- characters, their traversal is really fun. Yeah, and um. I don't know. Even like the the Joker, like they're supposed to be released the Joker as well. Even his, even as stupid as he looks, his fucking movement looks really fucking cool. Actually, his moveset <laughs> looks really cool. And yeah. um, I don't know. The game looks. You know what it? You know, I I'm just ashamed that it's a a looter shooter game. Like it looks really cool if it was like something else besides some kind of looter shooter. If that makes mm, any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they should have just made a fucking game, dude. Like a single player game. I don't know. Why I, I really I this is what I truly believe in my heart to hearts. I believe yeah. that this game was meant to be like a uh a single player co op game experience. Uh yeah. you can drop in and drop out. But then Warner Brothers came in and was like, Hey, how about the microtransactions though, guys? And they're <laughs> like, Fuck. All right, man, let's let's do this. And yeah, and not, that's how we have what we have today. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Also, it was just really weird that everyone was like, "They're actually killing the Justice League!" Whoa! I'm like, it's literally, <laughs> it's literally in the title. <laughs> fucking called like yeah, it's in the fucking title, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's uh, I don't know. The whole reaction around that game has been, you know, I it's, I don't know. We weren't high on it. We were shitting on it too, but. No, nah, like, but we were we I were shitting on it for like this different reasons though. For like, the, we for had, the live service shit. Yeah, yeah like yeah. people were like the game came over. Like, oh my god, I can't believe Captain Boomerang killed peed on fucking Flash, and it's like, bro, <laughs> Captain Boomerang and the Flash are like mortal enemies. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh my! Oh my god! They made a dick joke, and it's like. Th- have we read the same comics? I mean, have you watched the shows? Have you watched the movies? Like, yeah. these are criminals. Like, they don't give a fuck. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? The only reason they're fighting good because they got a bomb collar strapped to their fucking neck. Like, yeah, it's I don't. Know, it's just weird. Like you said, I, it, there's a clearly an agenda out. I don't know what Rocksteady did to piss in everybody's uh, fucking uh, cereal, but it is what it is. I would want Rocksteady to make a better game too, guys, but. This 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 isn't how we tell them, though. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) By saying their game is going to close in less than a year, like they're they're going to close in less than a year if that happens, like, (laughs) which I don't think anybody really fucking wants. So yeah. Um, 
Um, anything else on the top twenty list you want to call out? Uh, no. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't like Persona Three fans. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, we can go ahead. <laughs> I mean, no, bro. They're pretentious. They're, they're no, pretentious. no, no, no. I'm not defending them. I'm not defending. Them. <laughs> no, you're, you're totally right. They're like Persona fans in general are really annoying. Like, there's a certain type. Like, it, it, I, I'm I'm trying to compare it to something. Like, I'm thinking like there there are games out there that are really good video games. You know, yeah. like Persona Persona's you know one of those franchises, right? Where they're like amazing games. You know, excellent, <laughs> super fucking excellent games. Yeah. But then, and and, and Xenoblade Chronicles is another one of these games. Oh my god, you're, but, you're so right. About that. But the 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 but the there's a fan base. There's a there's a very vocal fan base that is like they're the most annoying people on the planet, and they do the opposite of what they want to do, which is evangelize their game and get people to play it. And they literally are so fucking annoying that I never want to touch the game they're talking about. You know, um, you, you yeah. know what I. I have I have Xenoblade stand account on my on my on my fucking uh, Twitter bio yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. So a lot of Xenoblade fans started following me, and I literally had to block a couple of them because if they weren't weird, they were just tweeting dumb shit, and I was just like, I can't do this anymore, y'all. I am going to separate myself from the fan base. <laughs> I love this game, but the fans are fucking weird. I can't do it with Xenoblade yeah. Chronicle fans. Uh, yeah. I understand why they act the way they act because the game kind of facilitates that you know um but at the same time it's just like i don't know man well and persona 3 fans are the same way uh they have this like hard on for uh junpai and i'm just like bro like fuck that character one one of my friends is like fuck that character and he got fucking ratioed so hard they actually reported his account they reported, and he got like literally banned from Twitter for like twelve oh hours. He couldn't God. tweet. Oh, that's brutal, dude. Yeah, no, it's just it's it's taking it too far, man. You know, it's just like I mean, you you can love a game, you know, you can love a game, but you don't have to shove that love down everyone's throat. You know, like no one else needs to care. Like it's not. I don't know. Like, I love Xenoblade Chronicles, right? I'm probably the biggest Xenoblade Chronicles fanboy that any of you listening to this fucking know, you know? <laughs> like, you know, even those people on Twitter, like, I probably love the game more than they do, you know? No, um, yeah. oh, but my God, bro. I, I don't talk Look. about it like it's, like, fucking, I don't know, like, it's, like, the next, like, the the, the next uh, Ten Commandments have, have graced the fucking earth, you know? No, it's bro. like No, bro. Listen, I'm, oh, God. I got so upset because I saw a tweet, right? And um, the dude was totally right in his tweet. He's a fucking, he's a fucking piece of shit. He got outed for being like some kind of like weirdo with like porn and child porn or whatever, right? Yeah. But he was fucking right about his fucking tweet about Xenoblade Chronicles two, right? He was like, hopefully Xenoblade Chronicles three doesn't have the same bullshit and snuff that you know Xenoblade Chronicles two has. And I'm like. He's kind of right about that, right? Like, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was clearly just fan service. I don't mind the fan service. It was a little bit obnoxious at times. I mean, Pyra's outfit was crazy. Can we all agree that? Like, Mithra crazy. Too, dude. Oh, yeah, Mithra's... <laughs> hers was I think, even crazier. I think hers was more conservative than Pyra. Pyra just had... No, uh, she had the she had the boob slit in between the boob cleavage, didn't she? Yeah, but Pyra had the fucking bodysuit up her ass. <laughs> literally wearing a thong like what <laughs> like 
Did we play the same game? How is there not a Xenoblade Chronicles gotcha game? I don't understand. Like, what are you doing over there, Nintendo? I'm not trying to give you all ideas. I really think it's because of Modelist Song. I think Modelist Song's like, They're stopping it. They're like, no, we're not doing that. We put it in the game as an idea, as a gameplay mechanic, not so you can milk it the way you've milked Fire Emblem. But no, like, but no, um, you will. If you spend enough time on like the Twitter and like especially the Reddit, mm-hmm. you would come to find out that the majority of the fan base has only played two, and that's all they played. Then they oh. played three. They never touched one, and I personally think one is the best one. You're and they just, nev- and you're not a fan. I'm sorry. You're they you're, never you're a fake poser. One. You're a f- dude. If I'm sorry. I'm gonna be a, a gatekeeping elitist right now. Like, if no, you we, need, play- we need to bring gatekeeping back. We do if, you- <laughs> <laughs> if you played, if you played Xenoblade Chronicles two as your first Xenoblade Chronicles, and then you you played three, and you have not gone back and played one, I, I don't care about your opinion. You're not no, a real fan. A lot of them either they did do that right. They they played two, they went back to one, and then they went to three, right? Or they yeah. just played two and they never touched anything else. Or yeah. the vast majority of them, though, play two and never went to anything else. Uh, the second group is two and three, never touched one. And then the third group is I played two, three, and then one. And then there's the, there's the the holy grail, the 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 suckling of people, of us who played one, two, and three. Yeah. And they're like, actually, guys, if you, I I dare you, I implore you, um, Justin, one day just make a burner account on Reddit. <laughs> And no, I'm, I'm, I think I might do it for an experiment. It just, yeah, it yeah. just type in there. I think Shulk is the best MC out of all the Xenoblades. He's better than Rex. And then put your reasons why, because you already know why we're it's gonna not say even Rex. Close. We're, we're, we're gonna say this, right? We're gonna be like yeah. Rex is, is just not as he's not. He doesn't have the drive. The fucking you know Shulk has the character development. None of that shit, right? It's not even there. It's you know what I would choose. I think Noah is a way better MC than Rex. Rex is like Absolutely. bottom tier. Rex isn't a good MC at all. Like there's If you put I, that you put that on Reddit and watch your account get locked. Watch out. We have to do this with the main with the main players take account. We should just do this with that account and like watch the world burn around us as we, we get eighty thousand listens on our shows. And and, and the reason you know? I figured this out, right? Because I was just like because when Nintendo was actually tweeting about Xenoblade, right, and they yeah. were tweeting, uh, they 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 did something. Oh, they were releasing the characters, the DLC packets for Xenoblade Chronicles Three, and um, you know, one of the packets, one of the packs were uh, Shulk, and I was like, oh my god, he's like the best. I even made the Doctor Umar meme and everything for Shulk or whatever, right? Um, you know, like he can only be the number one, whether you like him or you don't like him, he yeah. is number one. So that was the Shulk meme I made, right? And um, Rex, they released Rex too, right? And I compared the likes ratios, and no joke, he got like three to four, maybe in the five times the likes that show got. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is it because he fucked like three girls? Is that yeah, what he's it is? the Giga Chad man? That's what it is, dude. It's all these closeted, like I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of about to. That it's like it's these people who are losers. Like I feel like that 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 wish they were that cool, you know, that they could they could fuck three three women at the same time and, and they'd all be cool with it. You know? 
um you know it's like i i don't know by the way like that's not actually cool <laughs> in reality I, either bro so. i you know i can like let's I be can real barely, the fact like, that they made that canon is unbelievable i uh, it's it's annoying that they actually leaned into that I, shit i can't you know? believe they did it i when I saw the picture, I was like, no, they didn't do this. I do my mind. I lost my mind. I was like, no, they didn't do this. They yeah. really did it. They did yeah. it. They they just put it to the fan. It's you know what it's like? It's like reading someone's bad fan fiction. And you're just yeah. like, this is canon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we can just I don't know. Let's just we can leave Xenoblade 2 in the past, you know, with the with the future entries in the series, like Rex got his happy ending. No, man. I, I go, think, man. I think, unfortunately, and then there's a small, oh, my God. Justin, there's even a smaller sect. of. I, I call us the holy, the holy grail, the ones who are sitting beside God, the, the Xenoblade God, right next to him, who've yeah. played Xenoblade Chronicles X and beaten it, like, who've played there, and, and we just, we just like, man. Montreal, like, Goat. yeah, we do. We need to bring gatekeeping back. I forgot about. I forgot about X. I, I really did forget about X, and and it, that's a shame because we are. We, you're right. We are the true. We are the true monolith soft truthers. You know, because the soft truthers. Because we all, but like, the we believe this is the gospel. Everybody, okay. These are the. This is this is the mission that we have to evangelize to everybody. Xenoblade Chronicles 1 has the best story in the franchise. Xenoblade yes. Chronicles X has the best gameplay in the franchise. Hands and down. also the best world building. Yes. Two sucks. <laughs> hey, okay, okay. I can't let you just do that. I mean, it doesn't suck. It's just it's the, yeah. it's the worst of the it's, four. It's the weakest one. It's the weakest three, one. Three is solid all around. No, you, you know why I don't like three? And I'll tell you why I don't like three. Three is a cop out. Three yeah. is like, oh, I want to please everybody. Let me give one side that has Xenoblade Chronicles one combat and another side that has Xenoblade two's combat. Like it, it was is. a cop out, bro. It was a fucking cop. No, you're out. totally right. I agree. I do agree with you. So but, yeah, yeah, I we're mean, the truthers, man. We are the truthers. Xenoblade truth. <laughs> Self proclaimed. <laughs> That should be that should be our fucking first YouTube video. The bottom of soft trooper truthers, and we'll explain yeah. why Xenoblade Chronicles the, Two is at the bottom of the total pole. And we'll probably get this. We're gonna make a Xenoblade tier list. Let's do it. Yes. Let's fucking do it, man. Oh my god, we're gonna get wrecked, bro. Oh my god, that's an amazing idea. I love it. Actually, I think this is a great idea. Uh, you know, no. We need to do a game tier list and then a character tier list. And we're going to oh, put we Pyra, we we're going to put Pyra as far down at the bottom as we possibly Cause, can. Cuz not only I play the game in English. I don't know about y'all, but not only is the character like design crazy, but her voice actor is literally one of the worst it's voice It's the actors. most boring <laughs> voice performance I've ever heard in a video game. There's no emotion in that character whatsoever not an ounce of it it's crazy it is crazy i think her myth of her performance is better absolutely a hundred percent that character when that character came into the game it made the game way more interesting like <laughs> i was sleeping with with <laughs> yeah i don't know 
All right, how did we yeah. even get here? I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. Oh, persona, oh, persona, right. yeah, yeah persona, yeah, persona. Yeah. Um, like a dragon, infinite. Uh, keep on keeping on, Yakuza. Good job, Sega. Yeah, you know what? I love that fan base because we're like chads. We're like, hey, play like a dragon. <laughs> Just play it, bro. You you play Yakuza three. <laughs> Just fucking play it. Like I don't care. You can yeah. skip it. You can skip all of them. Just play it. Like I don't fucking care. Do we need to go back and play one? No. Maybe. I mean, if you want to know the whole story, yeah, just play it. Like just jump into Yakuza, and then you're going to automatically want to play all play the, the rest Yakuza. of them. Yeah. yeah, you're going to want to play the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that um, fan base, man. <laughs> yeah. This was part two. Did oh they released the remaster last month, didn't they? That's why yeah. it charted. I was like, I was, I was like, dude, it was like 167 in December, and it went up to nine. Like, what the fuck? Um, but damn, all right. Well, Sony making some more money off that game. Maybe they'll get up to 15 million sales at some point, <laughs> <laughs> and they'll call it a success after four years. Um, all right. Um, that's it. That's all we got yeah, for news. Yeah. Um, I did have a topic kind of related to the layoffs. I don't know if you want to through it at all i don't know i saw somebody say that we're like in a video game we're in the video game crash right now like on twitter mm-hmm. i just do you do you think that's true because i don't i mean we just went through the sales numbers like <sighs> we're not in a crash like a crash would be a serious like reorganization of the entire industry you know things like change I, significantly it's like it's I, yeah a fuck ton of people are losing their jobs and that sucks but i was just like I, that's not really a crash you know no i when i think of a crash i think how the industry significantly changed from like the 360 in the 360 era that was like a crash that significantly changed well, the i way just i mean it's the you, one in the can, 80s though that's like the real crash right like where the industry oh, almost yeah. didn't exist anymore, you know. Yeah, it's like that's true. Uh, where it almost died before it started. I don't think we're in a crash. I think we're in a recession. I can say that. Okay. I do think. I do think we're in a recession for video games, and I'm not talking about creatively. So, like, I, I mean, I, I would. I was literally about to say we are in a creative recession. <laughs> you, you think so? I don't think so. I think we're getting I, a lot of dude, I, innovative games, or not innovative, but I'm not, I feel like, that's the thing. We're getting a lot of good games. I don't know if I would call them innovative. You know, that's true. I think okay. the industry is recycling. There's a lot of recycling of the same ideas happening. Constantly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's and true. they're being combined into different ways that are really good in some ways, and and sometimes not so good. But it, I don't know. It's just yeah. You know what? I I do think. I think there's a resurgence of video games becoming video gamey, if that makes any sense. Yeah, uh, I can I, see that. That's true. I think people want video games to just be fucking video games. Like, I think we're done with the like the photorealistic era. And if you are going to do a photorealistic game, it has to be like really wacky, like Death Stranding. Like that idea is like super wacky, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The a guy fighting with a baby strapped to his chest with a guitar, electric guitar, you know, it's, it's fucking crazy, right? So like, amazing. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it is. It's fucking insane. So I, I think we're, we're, we're back. We're going back. Like the idea of hell divers coming out like five years ago would be absolutely that game should have tanked. Well, hell divers did come out like five or 10 years ago. Right. But like hell divers too, or whatever, how campy that game is or whatever. Um, it it should have tanked in my opinion but the fact that it's not tanking is showing that 
uh, people want gamey games back, like Yakuza Like a Dragon um, or Infinite Wealth. Like, that's a video game game. Like, that's a gamey game um, and everything like that. Uh, these games are selling because people just want video games back, in my opinion. Yeah. So I do think in that aspect, we're like, like even Prince of Persia is like, even though it's not up to Ubisoft standards, like that's a video game game, in my Absolutely. opinion. It's so you know, good. it's so good uh, too. Yeah. So, it, it, even <laughs> like Tekken, Tekken is the most video. It may look photorealistic, but it's the most gamey of games once you learn the story. It's it's so fucking dumb. It's the stupidest mm-hmm. story ever, and I love it. But uh, like, um, I think people just want that shit back, man. Like, I don't think. I think that's where the where the recession is coming from, or the why people feel like the game industry is uh, crashing is because now we're losing all these uh, games that are being made for monetization, mm-hmm. and I think the art form of video games and I just want to play the video games for fun aspect is coming up, and you have to think this type of game has been going on for about almost fourteen years now, so people don't understand what 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 it is, you know. Um, I saw a post where they were comparing Helldivers like movement, right? And like he was jumping backwards, and he had the, and you know he can do all these type of things or whatever. And like people, like people were amazed by it. like, wow, I can you know dive backwards and have the gun pointing forward, and like it's almost like my torso is on a different arc and everything. And then he said the kids yearn for Resident Evil Six, and I was like, that's true. <laughs> It's true because the yeah. movement in Resident Evil Six, as much as I didn't like that game, was very fucking good. It was a very fucking innovative game as far as movement, uh, very free. And um, and then like you know, uh, obviously we were talking about this earlier. We we're like you know, kids were like, oh, we we're playing X Defiant and you know, Call of Duty Three, Modern Warfare Three, and they the movement and everything. And he was like, oh, the kids yearn for Titanfall, and it's like, yeah, these kids want a video game back but they don't know they want a video game back and all they know is this dribble like you know that they get they don't understand what actual movement is they don't understand what actual arena shooters are they never played quake before they never played halo one or two before you know they never played these games before they're just stuck on call of duty and and uh you know, and, and Fortnite and all this other stuff like that. And even Fortnite is a video gamey game or whatever, you know? So, like, that's why that game's so successful. So, I, I think that's where the crash, in my opinion, quote-unquote crash is coming from because we're not getting video game games for monetization. We're getting games for, wow, this game's fun is actually going to sell type deal. So, yeah. that's a, yeah. I think the, the monetization crash is happening. Yes, I, I will certainly agree with that. In my opinion, thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I think it, you know, gamers had enough, man. It, it happened. Like we, we actually had enough. I think we actually finally hit the the end. Um. So. Yeah, and I think, I think, um, I actually like where streaming is going. Not for video games. I'm actually glad that the top streamers aren't video gamers anymore. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that might be a hot take, but. Oh, the Twitch is for video games. Like, it's not anymore. You know, like the top streaming stuff is like just chatting, you know. And I, I'm actually glad because now that, that will incentivize all these people to stop fucking cheating. You know what I'm saying? In these mm-hmm. multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 
it, it just became inherently sweaty. So yeah, I'm glad that aspect of it is crashing. And yeah, there are a lot of mini crashes happening, but like for us, game is up. All these site, you know, fucking uh, what's the game you you're talking about? Getting uh, Tales of Grandia or uh, oh yeah, um, secret uh, secrets of Grandia. Yeah. Like we're getting games like that, Raven Dawn, and all these other like really niche uh niche games and stuff like that that are like really selling really well because like people like us are like man like this is actual gaming right here like this is that shit like this is what i yearn for right here and uh i think i think a lot of gamers are going to find out either one they're not really gamers or two they're going to have to open up their eyes and reevaluate what gaming is to them um yeah and it's going to be it's going to be an adjustment period. I think it's going to be an adjustment period for the developers too. Cause you got to think a lot of these developers are probably young as well. that are getting laid off and they have to understand what makes you can't make a video game for monetization, but you have to make a video game for fun, you know? Um, right. So yeah, that's, that's yeah, my dude. two cents. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, dude. Secrets of Grindia, by the way, came out today. It's $15, and it actually is 10% off today for the next week during its release week. Like, these people have been working on this game for for 10, for like, I think it was 13 years, I said, like the fucking blog went yeah. back to. <laughs> yep. And fucking, dude, they're only charging $15 for this game that they've worked on for that long. Like, this is, I mean, this, this is the kind of developer you got to support. And dude, like... <clears throat> You like this game has ninety two percent positive or ninety to ninety two percent positive reviews on it. It's like I don't know. These are the kind of games we got to support, man. You know, it's like I don't know. I might end up do fifteen bucks. I might buy this game. I might be playing this shit tonight, this weekend. You know, I mean, like I, I, that's a that's a that's a fucking Chipotle meal, bro. Just do it for real. It literally <laughs> is a Chipotle burrito, dude. You're you are not wrong, literally. A Chipotle burrito with either queso or guac in it is fucking fourteen dollars. You know, yeah. it's like, like what am I? What are we? What am I doing? What are we doing? <laughs> and you say video games shouldn't cost seventy dollars? Kill me! What are we talking about? You know, but we're gonna go to Chipotle and spend thirty dollars on a burrito with fucking chips and chips and queso. Like, well, I saw another post today, um, and the guy was like. I want, you know, the sweet spot for video games, 15 to 20 hours. That's like the perfect video game length for me. It is. And I saw people in the comments actually agreeing with him. Like, he was like, yeah, like, I, I'm tired of all the bloat. It, it, I am too. I thought I was alone, maybe because I was getting old. But it's like, no, a lot of people are feeling the same way. Like, we went through the Assassin's Creed's. We went through the Grand Theft Autos. We went through the Red Dead Redemptions. We went through all these games with, like, major like bloat and stuff and we're just like bro just give me something straightforward a couple levels bro a, a really solid experience $50 $60 like yeah. I'll even say 70 if I get a really good 15 hour experience for $70 man I'm gonna praise that shit to high water I'm like mm, mwah, good good shit yeah. you know yeah and I mean I thought we were on an island with this because, yeah, I just don't I don't know. It's dude, it's even the great games, you know, like The Witcher 3 and Mm -hmm. fuck, I'll even throw Zelda in there and shit. You know, if that's you know, if you feel that way, it's like 
at a certain point, 150, 200 hours, bro, it's enough. It's enough. And you, you want to, and people, enough. people ask me, why is, you know, well, you know, Mass Effect's a long RPG, bro. I get a solid 30 to 40 hours of gameplay out of yeah. that game, each game. Yeah. And I'm I can done. play the whole trilogy in the time it takes me to 100% Witcher 3. <laughs> and I'd still have I'd still have 30 more hours to go where I could probably beat Prince of Persia the Lost Crown and something else small. Like, you know, it's just it's fucking quality insane. experience, man. Quality. Yeah, and I would have five quality experiences in the time frame that I have one with The Witcher 3. It's like I love The Witcher 3. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I'm not kidding, but it's like I don't need every single game to be that. I just I don't. You know, like with Zelda, for instance, right? Like Nintendo, guys, the the, the game took seven years to fucking make, like, or six, I guess technically six mm-hmm. years to make. Like, shave twenty percent of it off and get it out a year or two earlier, or fuck, shave forty percent of it off and get it out like three years earlier. It's Whoa. like. Yeah, uh, like, I don't know. May, call me crazy, right? Like, I think the longest Zelda game I played, besides Breath of the Wild, was maybe Wind Waker, right? Am I off on that? That's, like, the longest one, right? Um, that has to be the longest one. They're all pretty equally Yeah, long. you know... Twilight Princess is actually pretty long. That's true. That one is pretty long. I will say you're probably right though. Wind Waker is probably one of the larger ones if you try to 100 percent it because the map is just so big and there's so much like ocean to explore. Wait, when we say long, how how 40 hours maybe? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That like, that's may that's a hard maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um like hard maybe as in lower or higher? Lower. Lower, okay. I don't yeah. think it takes that long. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like Zelda Ocarina of Time, 15 hours. Majora's Mask, 15 hours. I'm being generous, by the way, because I can beat that game like eight hours. Probably even lower than that. I can beat Ocarina of Time. I get that shit to a, yeah, a T. I I'm can beat a, that. I'm, like, I, I, I smell the roses with Zelda games, so I'm not beating it that fast, but <laughs> you know, you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, if you, that's what I'm saying. If you want to, though, you can probably beat it in like five or six hours tops. Like if you're organically playing, you're not using a guide, I think it takes longer for sure. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. But yeah, it's I mean, you could play like the whole Zelda franchise probably in the time it takes to beat Tears of the Kingdom to one hundred percent Tears of the Kingdom. Like excluding Breath of the Wild. Um, everything else up to, through Skyward Sword, you probably could beat them all in the time frame it would take you to beat Tears of the Kingdom. And yeah, that's that- kind of my point, is like there's like a time economy with these games. And I, I just I don't like respect my time more, you know? Like, yeah, we're in a time crash too. Like because yeah. <laughs> games are shorter. Yeah, man. No, I need games to be shorter because, yeah, I, I want to be able to play a game like Raven Dawn, you know, and actually yeah. put time into it. It's an MMO and it's super grindy and it's it takes a lot of time. Like, I mean, we're talking hundreds of hours if I want to get deep into it, you know. Yeah, um, see, people people would counter your point with that, right? They'd be like, well, Montreux, you put 500,000 hours into fucking Monster Hunter. That's a long game. No, I get quality bite-sized experiences when I go in. Each, each yes. Monster Hunter fight is a boss fight. I get a quality hunt out of there and I'm 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 done, you know? Right. I'm not playing that, you know, like I yeah, I could stop between any hunt, right? I could play one hunt and then get off and play something else. And it's like I, I think my thing with, with Raven Dawn is like it's it's a it's 
that's a certain experience that I'm playing over time. I like the I like the gratification I get from playing a game over a long period of time and making progress in that game, you know. That's why MMOs are so appealing to me. But I want to have that experience while still being able to go play single player games and actually feel like I'm making like getting through them rather than spending a month playing one game and by the end of that month i just want to throw up and i never want to see that game again you know it's yeah, like that, that was me with dragon age 125 hours into that game and i was just yeah. like okay bro like I, <laughs> I can't do it i i still did beat the dlc for that game by the way yeah yeah you know it persona 5 <sighs> prime example persona 3 prime example like Quali- they may be quality 150 hour experiences. I just I don't have the time for it like anymore. I'm sorry, and, and that's why I'm so nervous about Final Fantasy uh, Seven Rebirth. Mm-hmm. I'm just really I'm really hoping it respects my time like Final Fantasy uh, Remake did. Yeah, I just I don't know. It, I think it's this is the issue. This is why my backlog is so huge. Is because all the games in my backlog are 150 hour games. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm ever going to make the time to play them, you know, because it's just, it's too, like the, the amount of time I would need, I need an entire month free to be able to play one of those games, you know? And it's just, when does that happen? You know, I don't know. We might have a few months this year with that are, that are kind of light and I'm kind of hoping that happens, but the early part of this year is so heavy that I'm, I'm probably going to be playing these games through June, you know, the shit that's coming out this month, um, honestly, like realistically. And then uh, even 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 saying that Stellar Blade is interesting enough in April that I want to play that game, too, you know. Um, so it's just it's like and and I don't know, we're, we're this is like first world problems. We're whining about how we can't play all these fun video games. You know, it's like, you know, it is it is a stupid conversation. I mean, it's reality, a video game podcast. Like, it's we, not like it is a video game podcast. And it's like a part of our lives that I care about. I'm very engrossed in this hobby. OK, I want to be able to experience all these cool games. And I just I don't know. I just there's too many. I, just, of them. I don't want to be in somebody's world for that long. Like, I'm sorry. Like, right. I love it's just, it's a 5. very it's a very certain it's a very specific game that is like Xenoblade Chronicles one, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a world I can stay in for a while. I did every I a hundred I have okay, I won't say a hundred percent of Xenoblade Chronicles, but I have I've done everything up until like the post game end game shit. I've done all the side quests, I leveled up all the fucking social links. You know, I got the towns like totally built up. Colony six is like fully rebuilt and crazy and shit. I did all that shit, man. I've done all of that shit. So, so like I will play a game that long if I love it enough, you know, but it's just so rare that I think that's what we're saying though. Right. Like you have to really love the game. And I'm like, yeah, like, I don't like you said. I just don't need every game to be that. And it's also on the other side of the argument. It is like, well, what if that, what if that's that one person's love? And it's like more power to them, bro. Like, yeah. I just don't need the main quest to be. You know, I can you can complete Xenoblade Chronicles one and two and three within forty hours. You don't have to do everything. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, you don't have to do everything. One, but like, no, no shot. <laughs> One's way longer, dude. Yeah, one is way longer. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's about a fifty-hour game. But two and three definitely. Uh, I don't know about two either. But three definitely. Definitely uh, three. Definitely, definitely three. three. Um, yeah. 
But I mean, I've done it. I I played all three of those games back to back. I can't believe you did that. I I still am impressed by that, dude. It's just wild. I love the series that I couldn't possibly fucking bring myself to do that shit. Like, I don't know. Like, I've been thinking about that since you did it, and I I want to do it. You know, to like prove to myself it. that I can. I wouldn't recommend yeah. it because this kind of spoils everything else for you. Once you once you if you love the series and the combat and everything like that. Once you you're done with it, first of all, you're not gonna want to go back to it, and then second of all, you're not gonna want to play anything else because it's nothing like that experience, and yeah. th- and that's what it was for me. And I was just like, "Damn, what the fuck?" You know, like this is crazy. Like I can't, I don't want to really go back to those experiences, but there's nothing else that will satisfy that experience that I got from it because, yeah. especially Xenoblade, I would say Xenoblade Chronicles Two, um, one of the bo- I didn't overlevel myself with it. And the bosses were really hard for it. Yeah. And there was a certain part where like the re the um the chain attacks really clicked for me. And I was just like, oh my god, this shit is so fucking I'm using this shit strategically. I'm like, I'm blocking reinforcements for the fucking boss, beating his ass. I got the chain. <laughs> it feels so good. And I was just yeah. like, and I just I didn't get that feeling anymore from Zillabear Chronicles 3. I didn't get that feeling anymore. Yeah, because the, the chain attacks take 25 minutes to get through. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe they did. Whoever you could thought Who of that. Who designed that? I don't understand like how that got through the game, like through QA and playtesting. Like, I don't understand. That that one I still boggles my mind, bro. Like, <laughs> but anyway, like that's that's what I feel. And um I don't know. Even those games, right? Um, I feel like the game respects your time. The story just keeps moving. You know, in all three of the games, actually, the story just keeps moving. Even in two, the story is weak, but it just keeps fucking moving. There's a quality, like, you know, action scene or some kind of quality something within each one, right? Whereas yeah. compared to, like, oh, this is going to be a hot take. Compared to, like, Persona 5, right? I don't fucking care about dating them. I just don't yeah. fucking care. I'm not in high school anymore. I don't fucking care, y'all. I'm sorry. I don't want to take, you know... You know, I don't care about answering the phone and being taking somebody out for dinner. Like, hey, guys, you want to go fucking? Like, no, I don't fucking care, bro. You're, I'm sorry. You're wrong, though. I mean, those games are. Those games are I'm sorry. I just don't fucking care anymore. You're like, just mad at Persona fans because they're annoying. Yeah, they are. They are. I'm just. I'm trying to piss them off even more. Yeah. I do care about that shit. That shit's fun. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know, but yeah, that's that's. I, I uh, to answer your initial question though. I don't think we're in a gaming crash. I think we're in a, a transition, like you said before. Um, there's just a huge transition going on. The way games are going to be made, the way games are going to be played, the way games are going to be uh, presented, and yeah, uh, it even advertised and everything because now i don't think i don't think you can depend on the streamer to popularize your game i don't think you can depend on marketing to popularize your game or always rely on numbers and everything like that i think you actually have to try now even even madden right the numbers get lower and lower minuscule but they do get lower and lower every time they get released you know call of duty is the same way like they they get lower and lower every time they release and even their fans are like all right this is like not a good quality this is not a good game anymore um and uh yeah i think everything just kind of happened at the same time to be honest with you well not really with madden fans they're still there 
But Call of Duty fans, like, they're waking up. They're like, mm, I don't know about this one, guys. <laughs> like, maybe you guys need to, like, put this on ice for a while. I've actually seen some Call of Duty fans say that. So um, they're looking for other games to play and everything yeah. of that nature. So, um, yeah, I I agree with you. I don't think there's a crash, per se, but I think there's just a huge, huge shift. I think a lot of these developers that – out of these 8,000-plus uh, developers that got um, – uh let go some of them are probably just gonna retire mm-hmm. um some of them are gonna join other teams and then some of them are uh gonna make their own games i i when i look at these like layoffs i look at like some of the developers like yeah they're gonna be fighting for getting other jobs and stuff like that but i, I see other developers who are either gonna like make quality like indie projects or something of that nature you know um you know it's yeah. funny uh I think this is appropriate. I mean, we're, this is a mature show. Uh, I, I read an article about like, um, you know, like when Steam released the Source Maker engine for people to mm. make like you know, everything like that or whatever. Um, yeah. A lot of like uh, the hidden handles that make the quality like S S F S F M porn. Uh, a lot of those people were either in the industry as far as like game developers or. Uh, animators or something like that and they're like i can just use my talents to make sex content and they did and they're some of them are making like bro millionaires like they weren't millionaires before when they were working in the industry and now they're millionaires making money off this content that they're making you know you see what i'm saying like so there's always like i don't want to be that free market guy like oh capitalism is the best but like there is an opportunity to you know for these people to use their talents in other ways and and everything like that um some people are programmers. They don't have to program games. They can be programmers in like fucking for the government or something of that nature for corporations or something of that nature. So um, there's a lot of hidden talent within the game industry. Like video games is not just their main talent. Like it is an actual like superpower that they can actually use for other means if that makes any sense. So that's why I do have a lot of respect for like game developers because they can take their talents anywhere. Like my friend Tori, he can go into... Uh, movies he can go into animation he can go he can go back into video games if he wants to and he he has the clout and the the drive to make the video game of his of its own if he really wanted to you know so Mm -hmm. um yeah Yeah. that's my that's my two cents gotcha man well well said well said sir um all right well that's uh that's gonna be it for us today guys um we hope you enjoyed this episode if you liked the episode please like the show review the show and subscribe to the show, whatever feed you're listening to it on. And please share it with your friends. If you'd like to interact with us on Twitter, you can do so at I trap for the Hokage for Montreal. That is the number four, not the word I'm at thunder zero one. And the show is at the player's take. If you'd like to send us a question, you can do so on Twitter or you can send us an email. Players take zero one at gmail.com. That's it for us guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next week.